Good evening. The presenting sponsor of 30 and Nerdy Podcast is Advertising Expressions. Advertising Expressions exists to promote your business, school, church, or even your podcast, just like they do for the quite fine show, 30 and Nerdy. They promote such organizations by getting their name in front of as many as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. So whether you advertise on your rear window, or wear a shirt so that strangers on a train know where you work, be sure that advertising expressions can help you. After all, I confess that their service is absolutely murder. Contact them today and tell them 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you to see what deals are in store. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? Welcome to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. I'm joined this evening by the doctor of nerdonomics himself, the juicy one, Dr. Davis. Josh, how are you, brother? I'm doing well, man. How, how's it going over there on your end? Oh, uh, pretty good. You know, I uh, haven't seen you in so long, you know. No, it's been ages. Yeah, it's been too don't long. E- I don't even recognize you. <laughs> Lost a lot of weight in the short time that we haven't seen each other. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been into today? Well, today I went to school and um, finished Hamilton nice. with uh, my classes. And they're working on a history project. They're going to pick a moment in American history and perform a skit based on that. And they they have the option of like adding personality and you know some pizzazz to the historical figures in a respectful way, uh, mm-hmm. like they did in Hamilton. So it's cool. gonna it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> That's about all I can say at this point. So no, like Charles Manson or anything, uh, nothing like that. No, no, not yet. I did say like if there's something I didn't put on the list that you'd like to do, you know, we can talk about it and. You know, you know, you can probably do it, and mm-hmm. uh, so far, none of that. But uh, gotcha. it's not over yet. <laughs> Kids may surprise you yet. <laughs> the sinking of the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. That would have <laughs> been a good one. We're all gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody go and go over and uh, to the side of the stage and like reenact the violins and the oh, orchestra yes. playing. Yes. 
going down with the ship. It was an honor to play with you, gents. Good luck. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, geez. That'd be a lot of fun. So we had a pretty fun weekend this past weekend. You and I, along with Maddie, uh, went down to Atlanta to see our dear friend Rev and uh, watch uh, the AEW pay-per-view, and we did some sightseeing, some killer sightseeing. And some of the places we went to were we, we stalked Marvel Studios, their whole grounds area. <laughs> we kind of stalked, yeah. drove around. We drove past it a few times. And we got to see a big soundstage and all their warehouses and cool stuff like that. And we went to Woodbury from Walking Dead and got to go to the intersection uh, where Vision and Agatha have their little conversation on the Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. Let's take some pictures here. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. What, else what else did we do? Well, at that intersection was also uh, the house where the lady was like in the little trance, mm-hmm. putting the the clothes on the wire outside. That was uh, right behind that that spot. So yes. I got a picture of that too. And you could see the house next to that when Vision was flying up above that cul-de-sac. Like we were mm-hmm. right there below that where mm-hmm. he flew. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. It was really cool. Um, we got to drive by Hawkins Lab, which was a little upsetting, but it's it's currently the site of mass vaccination and testing for COVID. Mm-hmm. So we really couldn't enter because yeah, we, we didn't have close. an appointment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what a fitting place to have a pandemic vaccination stuff going on. The lab yeah, but at Hawkins. I, don't you feel like that's the last place you would go? Though? Oh, yeah. I would not go there. I want to go to Walgreens. Y'all go ahead and go up there. (laughs) You start turning into demo dogs. Uh, Don't tell me I didn't warn you. I told you I wouldn't go there. And we also went to Hawkins Middle School, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Last time I was there, you could still see very clearly the letters across the outside of the gym, Hawkins mm -hmm. Middle School. Uh, But it's probably been like two or three years since I uh, went and did that. And uh, when we went the other day, it was very faded. I don't know yeah. if it just faded off or they took it off intentionally, but it's just sort of like the little outline of it is left. Seems like it probably felt like it could have been such a temporary paint or a temporary mm-hmm. thing that was on it that over the years, the weather has not been kind to it. Yeah. Is what I was it looked of, like. It didn't look like it was purposely removed. It just looked worn away. Like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. there wasn't much left at all. No. Like, yeah. if you weren't looking for it, you wouldn't see it. Yeah, and, and we got the feeling that this is not the first time, and the city is probably tired of it because a cop took interest in it, in us just being <laughs> yeah. in the parking lot on a yeah. Sunday. Um, and tons of people drove by and were just – they weren't looking at the school. They were just – it's almost like there were locals going like, good mm-hmm. God. Yeah. More tourists weirding out over Stranger Things, Hawkins Middle School. We were trying to figure out what the purpose of that building is now because it's, I mean, obviously it was a school, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're not having school in that building right now. It's very no. worn down, uh, but they've got a bunch of buses parked there. So mm-hmm. I don't know what the purpose of this property is now, but, you know, why not do some kind of Stranger Things thing there? Like put up a sign, like featured on Stranger Things and. Well, we found out that uh, not too far away was also Hopper's Cabin, and they have turned it into a Stranger Things-themed escape room. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. A tourist, a tourist trap attraction, yeah. attraction, and so I mean, if there's anything abandoned that was used in the movie, why not turn it into a mud Bro, trap? I milk it for all you can. Absolutely. I mean, are you kidding me? I, if I was that city, if I was the mayor, I'd be like, we are milking this for all it's worth. Is there a landmark for where they did Evil Dead over here in Morristown? Because there should be, there should be a landmark. There no. should be something there, like a little sign or a yeah, you know whatever, a little monument. Like you know, this was the site of the filming of Evil Dead. Like mm-hmm. have Sam Raimi's autograph on it or something. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it would be fantastic. And I, I just because I watched the show, the family. We watched the show Outer Banks last summer, mm-hmm. and. We went to. We came to find out that when we actually went to the Outer Banks for vacation uh, back in the summer, um, the show Outer Banks is not filmed in the Outer Banks. It's filmed closer towards Charleston, South Carolina. And we came to find out that the the mayor of the Outer Banks area didn't want it. Didn't want these camera crews and didn't want these actors coming in and using and abusing facilities just to make a show for Netflix. I was like, oh, my God, I would eat that up. Because then your your town becomes a hotspot. Did he think it would like disrupt tourism or something like that? I don't know what his, what his thought process is. You know, I don't want to be unfair and, and claim to say it's just stupidity it could have been thousands of things but you know you're you're already so close to where uh that richard gear movie knights of knights and rodanthe took place and it's it's just a beautiful area i mean i would have been like sure absolutely why not because then people will do start doing what we did you know like oh if you if you get on your google and where was this filmed where was Mm -hmm. this filmed Mm -hmm. and uh, Maddie and I have have been wanting to like either make a map or or popsicle sticks in a jar and like do a, an anonymous draw and like pick your top ten favorite movies. Mm-hmm. You put them in a jar, a mason jar, and down with the name down, and you just randomly draw every summer like Jaws. And if you draw Jaws, you have to go to Martha's Vineyard and you tour Martha's Get all Vineyard. All the spots, and, yeah. yeah. I was like, that would be so cool. I mean, obviously, it'd be very expensive, but it's kind of a kind of a dream, kind mm-hmm. of a a uh, bucket list, uh, especially mm-hmm. with Lord of the Rings, like we talked this past oh, weekend. Oh, dude, New Zealand yeah. would be so beautiful. I've done the research on it, man. There's just <laughs> no way, unless a miracle happens, mm. unless I win the lottery, it ain't happening because it's like a ten grand trip. Mm. Like, uh. If I worked really, really hard, I could probably figure out how to make it happen. But, uh, yeah. you know, that's a lot. So maybe one day in like 20 years, I'll go to New Zealand and hike to Mordor. Yeah, that'd be nice. Mm-hmm. What well, do you say we get the show started? Let's go. DJ Cowie, take us to the show. It's time to nerd up or shut up. 
Welcome to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Badcast Company Productions. Thirty and Nerdy Podcast is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and part of the Council of Nerds. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Reach out using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. You can also find us and other amazing podcasts at podchaser.com by searching The Apocalypse and Pod Nation. Got something to say? Email us at 30andNerdyPod at gmail.com or check out the website at 30andNerdyPodcast.com. Now, sit back, crank it to 11, the nerds are here. What's up, guys? Welcome back. Now, this is the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. I'm joined by the Juice is Loose himself, JD, Dr. Davis. Uh, if you want to find and follow along with everything going on at the podcast, we're all over social media. It's 30andnerdypodcast.com. You can find all of our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, we're very, very, very uh, present on Twitter, especially this month. been doing some, some verses, some matchups for March Madness, uh, very similar to what uh, East Coast Avengers is doing on their TikTok. Uh, so de- definitely check those out, 30 and Nerdy Pod. Uh, our dear friend, the Rev of Rants himself, is is – away tonight he is uh partaking in a live pokemon thing i believe i believe and so uh you need to check out his instagram it's rev collection that's r-e-v underscore c-o-l-l the number three c-t-i-o-n if you're into pops pokemon collectibles collectibles of any kind uh he is definitely killing it there and as for the as as for my, my my friend here, he is not Juice is not very present on social media, so I don't really have <laughs> social media to to boost about him. Maybe one day I can sweet talk him into uh, Doctor Davis on Twitter or Clifford on Twitter or the Juice on Twitter. Or <laughs> the world's something. not ready for it. It's probably true. It's probably true. <laughs> Juice's thoughts on Twitter. Eesh. The world's really not ready for that. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> but while you're there, while you're checking out all those things, subscribe, follow, hashtag us, 30 and Nerdy Pod, anytime you want to keep up with everything going on here. And while you're at it, badcastcompany.com. You can see what's going on all over the Badcast Company productions between not just this show, but tons and tons of patreon exclusive content going on from deleted scenes to bloopers to exclusive shows like mandalorian mondays and wandavision wednesdays and we're going to have falcon and winter soldier fridays coming up very soon uh we we have tons of exclusive content and we call it falcon fridays for short like no disrespect to to, uh, winter soldier but it's just easier that way i agree 
but definitely check that out. We've got tons of Patreon content. There's a show that's supposed to be happening. That's Patreon exclusive. Allegedly. It's allegedly happening. It's called We're Toying With You, and it's supposed to be all about Josh and Rev's collection world. Uh, so hopefully one day. Yeah. Well, you know, our friend Rev, he's making big uh, adult big moves. moves right now. So maybe once he's transitioned and settled in at his new place, congratulations, mm-hmm. Rev. Yes. Uh, we will we'll, we'll get that going. Stay tuned. Absolutely. Congratulations, Rev, and his wife and his family on being homeowners. We had a lot of great memories at his his previous house for the last, what, six years almost. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, life goes on, and, and you got to grow up and move on, or you die. Evolve or die, as Juice is always saying. But congratulations, guys. I look forward to having a housewarming party very soon. And another huge shout-out today is Ken M's birthday. Hey. Ken M of the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour, better known as the O-D-P-H, celebrating a birthday today. Happy birthday, Ken. I um, sent him the uh, the old, uh, I got two words for you. Happy birthday, happy birthday meme. So, yes. happy birthday, Ken. I wish, I bet he's like, I wish I had a dollar that for how many wrestling memes I get on my birthday. Because <laughs> most of his group of friends and other podcasts know that he's a wrestler follower. Yeah. So I'm sure he's just got tons of wrestling memes. He, yeah, he's probably seen that one. I, <laughs> I was trying to find the, the Hulk Hogan one that I usually send, but yeah. I got to that one first, so I just went with it. I sent him the one of Hogan playing the world heavyweight as NWO Hogan. Nice. But singing happy birthday, so. I'm sure he's got tons of other wrestling memes on yeah. there. But happy birthday, Ken. Uh, if y'all haven't, check out the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Uh, it's my personal favorite podcast throughout the week. Um, they have two shows, a nerd culture podcast and a sports podcast, uh, all under the ODPH brand. So definitely check them out throughout the week. Created a nerd word, Juice. Oh, my. Yes. I've been scouring through webster's dictionary trying to find words that i could combine with nerd to make work okay okay let's see let's see first i'm going to tell you the word and let's see if you can guess what word i drew from okay okay juxta nerd (laughs) juxtaposition yes juxtapose juxtaposition so this is to place two nerds side by side in a way to compare them to one another. And like I a would, foil. Like a foil, yes. But you can't just juxta nerd Josh and me. <laughs> For instance, our biases alone make us two totally different nerds. Sure. So it would be unfair to juxta nerd any nerd. It's a very, it's a very common thing. That happens to nerds a lot, especially from people who may not know nerd culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, they compare us to one another. They compare us to other nerds they may know. It's almost like that. My son is into Star Wars. You may know him. Uh, <laughs> his name's Calvin Smith. No, I don't. Hey, oh, man, I don't have anything against nerds. My brother's a nerd, man. My brother's a nerd, man. <laughs> My brother plays Pokemon Snap, so I'm not judging you or anything. 
That kind of feels like you are there, Chet. Chet? Oh, Chet oh, sounds like man. a tool. Tell me one good guy named Chet that you know. Not There's not one. There's not one. Not a not, single one. Not no way, not no how. Sorry if your name is Chet and you're actually a nice guy. I didn't mean it. I'm just yeah, kidding. if you donate to nonprofits, if you help women across the street and your name's Chet, apologies. We just you're the juxt- exception. Pal. We just juxtaposed a bunch of chats. Yeah. So apologies. We juxtachatted them. So that's your word. <laughs> Juxtanerd. We juxtachatted them. You're a mess. Um, so that's your word. And let's let's dip into the nerdiverse a little bit. Oh my. This past weekend, we witnessed. What most would call a travesty of great proportions in the AEW pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. It was, a, it was a rough pay-per-view. Yeah. It, was, it was matches went on longer than they should have. Uh, we got lied to by Bleacher Report. We were told in the, the frequently asked questions section. They said, if you purchase the pay-per-view within the two-hour time limit between 8 and 10, you could scrub, or in other terms, rewind and fast-forward. I'd never heard that term before. To in, I, I hadn't really heard it like used. I knew what scrubbing was akin to, like rewinding and fast-forwarding. Like, scrub became a term on YouTube. Like if you scrub through the video to the yeah. time frame ten eighteen, uh-huh. you'll find instead of just saying like if you fast forward and rewind. I sort of inferred that that was what it meant, but I was not one hundred percent sure. Did you, so. did you did you ever at any second think did they mean clean the video? Like it's we like, can actually know, I, clean it. I was told you take the tape out and you push the the stuff back in that mm-hmm. you you know you don't have to clean it. Yeah. You maybe blow on the bottom? Yeah. Blow on the bottom of the cartridge? And then sometimes if it gets hung up and it gets all unraveled, you know, you might as well just throw it away and get a new one. It's true. Yeah. So we were told in the frequently asked questions part that if you purchased it between 8 and 10, from the minute you purchased it, you can rewind and fast forward to any points that you want mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Well, the, that was a lie. We bought it at... 945 yeah, something like that something like that because mm-hmm. uh we knew that rev would soon be uh to his house he had to work so we were waiting as long as we could and so we still bought it within the time frame and it took us straight to the matt hardy and uh who did adam fight? page adam page and matt hardy fight Mm-hmm. And it would not let us rewind. No way to rewind. And even after the show was over, like after the live stream was done, I still had the option to go back and watch, rewind it to the beginning, and it's the same spot. Couldn't go to the beginning of the actual show. So they not only fibbed that we garbage could do such a thing, which was garbage. Hot garbage. Yes, hot garbage. The matches that we did get to see were meh. Super meh. Uh, some of them went on longer than they should have. There was awkwardness at the commentary table. Oh, yeah. 
It was weird. You know, I I love Jr. Okay, and I don't. I hadn't really been watching AEW, and even when I was, it was just sort of like in the background while I'm taking care of my daughter. So mm-hmm. I'm, I wasn't really listening to what Jr. was saying most times. I would hear his regular like, oh, my God, you know, the, his exclamations that he would make. But as far as like what he was saying, I wasn't paying attention. But he's yeah. been getting all this criticism. Like people are just so harsh on on Jr. I'm like, hey, man, have a little respect here. You know, this this is. This is Jim Ross. This is the Good voice of our, of our childhood here, okay? And so, you know, I just sort of brushed that to the side. Now nah, people are just overly critical. Man, it was rough. Very it seemed rough. like he was struggling. It was either that he was struggling or he didn't care. Yeah, he seemed And I would hate to think that that's true. So I, th- I think he was confused. It also seemed like J.R., for most of his career has always been surrounded by people who can vamp off of him. He can vamp off of, and I like to, th- I would like to say that Tony Schiavone is a, is a legend at the, at the commentaries table. Oh, yeah. you know? He brings back, you know, memories of the good old days of the war of the nineties. Well, I just spoke like so highly of, of Jr. but I was a Schiavone guy before I was a Jr. Yeah. guy as a kid. So yeah, I mean, for the record, you would think when AD, AEW came out and we were told, Here's your two commentators, you know, like, oh my God, it's the best of both worlds. They not yeah. only got WWE's greatest voice from our childhood, they got Tony Schiavone, the voice of WCW, you know, the guy who who announced things like the Stinger and Goldberg got tased and stuff like that. But there's just something different, you know, like. For as long as you and I have been friends and for as long as we've talked about wrestling, which has been since since we've been friends. Yes. We've always talked about how much we love the Attitude Era. Like, that's mm-hmm. our childhood. Everybody loves that. And we always have been so excited when we see little pieces of that throughout the years. And, of course, now that those guys are getting older, that's becoming less frequent. And when we do get it, feels like it's disappointing you know like it's just not the same and that really like undertaker's been a struggle for a long time you know but they had that tag match dx and the brothers of destruction i guess it was the thing in india or whatever like yeah or saudi arabia and it was really really sad it was so terrible and here's aw and like they're trying to really glorify all that stuff you know that we love back in the attitude era. they're bringing in all these people jake the snake is in there and and uh jj dylan like they're doing this whole four horsemen thing and all this nostalgia stuff but it's just not really going well don't you think like i feel like the nostalgia would be better if your newbies were better at the same time there has to be a balance right like your whole so w- show can't be nostalgia wwe is trying to get away from it and do their own new thing like we got to move on you know so they don't acknowledge that stuff as much as they used to and then Mm -hmm. you've got the polar opposite with aew it's like Mm -hmm. the sting appearance was really cool i was excited that he's doing something because i love him so much but i don't want to feel the way i feel about the undertaker about sting pity and i'm 
I'm real worried about that. So I mean, I would be too if I were you, because I mean, he's 61, close to 62. Oh, I thought he was like 64. No. 60, yeah, 61, 62. Okay. Um, he had a stunt double. In yeah, his, you, you said that. That's the first I'd heard about that. Tony Khan came, uh, admitted in, in their press. Uh, we have some, some dear friends, uh, at Three Fat Nerds, who are very fortunate in being press, getting press passes to AEW and stuff like that. So they're in on press meetings and all that. Uh, pre and post things and and tony admitted to having a stunt double for the already pre-filmed theatrical 90s warehouse brawl what an idiot <laughs> and he I was, mean, and he was naturally taller than the actual sting he's about four inches taller than the actual sting i mean he's why admit that I, why, why and, tell and people how, that how does that make sting look you know weak and old yeah I mean, point proven. Yeah, you know. And then to just can. go and say like, "Oh, this is what we did." Oh, and you know, Sting took that power bomb a couple weeks ago. Somebody got on like a podcast or a YouTube show or whatever it is that they do, and was like, "Oh, hey, everybody, Sting wanted to do that. It was all like planned, and and he agreed to it first, and and he's okay." Mm-hmm. Good to know. I'm glad. But do we really have to acknowledge it? Yeah. You know, do we really have to break the fourth wall like that and just you know, admit that it was all? It's it's kind of like you can say what you want about the the graveyard brawl that we had or the junkyard brawl, whatever it was at Mania, about it being pre-recorded and awkward and the banter, the boneyard match, the, the, boneyard match. the, yeah. ba- the banter was was bad. Uh, phony phony it was forced yes. yeah yeah forced phony about but taker didn't have a stunt double you know that's yeah. the truth you know that's the taker truth. at least did it all and he messed up his hand when he uh punched through the window on that car Oof. yeah they had to stop and stitch him up so, so say what you want about that but taker at least didn't need a stunt double he wanted to do it on his terms. Uh, it'd be interesting to if it'd be interesting to find out if the stunt double was on Sting's terms or he was told. Some of these things you're going to need. It's a, a condition to. Yeah, yeah. It's a condition because because we want you around for a while. Well, at you least take some he, bumps, but not these. Yeah, at, at least he won in the end. Like he never yeah. got a win in WWE, which mm-hmm. was. Tragic. That was his first so, win in five years. Yep. Mm-hmm. So at least we got that. Yeah. But I mean, what else can you do with him? Where do you go from here? Is it every single time that he's physical, it's going to be a a movie. Probably. You know, that's going to yeah. wear off after a while. Like that's people are going to want something new, something different. Well, once, once. Full capacity crowds start coming back in there. You're going to have to figure something out because that crowd there might have been excited just to be a part of a live crowd, the little bit that they let in to Revolution. They might be happy enough with watching a TV screen of a pre recorded match with a stunt double, but eventually. 
when you're getting back to so we want to see sting there so you feel like there won't be th this style anymore after things go back to normal i think it'll be a special it'll become a special mm -hmm. occasion thing yeah like if it, it's if, definitely if it's like so if they announce a match that you're just like you can't do that live mm -hmm. with us here yeah well then that's going to be a pre-recorded theatrical match yeah it's definitely not going to go away i think we'll mm -hmm. see it more than we did Mm -hmm. But yeah, they've got it's got to be rare because even before the pandemic, Matt Hardy was the first to do this. Yes, the Hardy compound stuff, and honestly, dude, I I didn't like it then either. I'm just I'm a very what is it you say? I'm like a purist when it a comes purist. to wrestling. Yeah. I want it to seem believable. Like I want him to be serious. I and AEW is just not that most of the time. So you know, I'm just kind of mad about it. Yeah. The, the physicality of it, like the, the matches are, are great. They're fun to watch. They're very talented and athletic. And it's, and I love the high flying stuff, but the storylines are silly to me. I think the characters for the most part are silly. So I'm just not really an AEW fan. Yeah. And I know you're thinking that's Jim Cornette in my ear, mm -hmm. but it's not. I just <laughs> happen to agree with the majority of what he says about it. He's very harsh, but. Well, let me tell you what I sense. think about AEW. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something about it. Isn't it yeah. crazy? It's crazy that they've got these matches that you can see in cartoons on Saturday morning. Basically, that's about <laughs> that's about right. And then throwing yeah. the f bomb every other word yeah. or every third word. Yeah. But that's but, just that. That's my AEW spiel. But I, I don't disagree with with this. You know, when AEW came out two years ago, I mean, heck, let's even flash back a year. A year ago, almost to the day. We saw Revolution went down to you came down to Atlanta because I was living there at the time mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, with Rev and the three of us watched that Revolution. Mm -hmm. Dean took the title off of Jericho in a great match, mm -hmm. uh, and and tons of other things that we would have walked. We walked away saying good pay per view. That was good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I enjoyed that. We there did a, enjoy that one. There was a lot of storytelling in the ring. Not as you know, not really any mm -hmm. silly behind the scenes stuff or backstage mm -hmm. segments. It's mm -hmm. it was a breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. Here we are a year later, and we're bashing the same pay per view. In just a year's time, we got silliness and let down and lot too long of matches, and they didn't pull through. And it was just and then you know this is all before the terrible oh, finale with the the dud fireworks or whatever i i don't know what was supposed to happen i mean clearly that was not the plan you know there's mm -hmm. no way that was the plan so something malfunctioned or whatever but their their reaction to it i think was the absolute worst thing like defending it and trying to act like it was anything other than a just complete and total failure like it was a disaster the, the problem is is up until then, I was enjoying the brutality of, of some of the things they were doing. I was enjoying the cuts and the barbed wire falls and the blood. The blood and we don't see that much in the ring. The two of them put on a, mm -hmm. a, a good, you know, the, the anticipation of like who was going to hit the barbed wire and have the first explosion that was good. Mm -hmm. Like, wait for it. And they had all the close calls. I enjoyed those moments. All that was good. But, like, they had the three little sections outside mm -hmm. where if they land on it, it's supposed to blow up. And they went through one of them, and it was mm -hmm. just like two little cannons on the sides went up. Yes. Right then I was like, eh, 
surely that's not right. Like that was terrible. Yeah. And then the big finale was just like so if you don't embarrassing. know what we're talking about, the match was a good program. They had a good program in the ring starting out up until the end. In the end, what's supposed to happen is after a 30-minute time limit, and if, <laughs> if, if you haven't watched these, you can find them from New Japan and over in Japanese wrestling. They're called death matches, exploding barbed wire death matches. They do them very successfully uh, overseas. And very believably as well. And so at the end, 30 minutes, if it, if 30 minutes, the time has expired, the whole place is going to explode. And whoever's standing afterwards wins the title. (laughs) So that automatically, like, let's, let's take this theatrically. Theatrically, Anton Chekhov's gun principle, Chekhov's gun, tells us that if you see or hear there's a gun involved in the first act, in the second act, it absolutely must go off. That's the rule. It's Chekhov's rule. So if you tell us before the match even starts, if at the end of 30 minutes, no, there's not a winner, we're blowing the shit up. We're blowing everything up. We're automatically thinking, oh, it's going to happen. We're going to get yeah. to the end of 30 minutes and we're going to see yeah. catastrophe unfold. As the countdown is like at 10, 9... JR's like, oh, all the people on the side of the ring, they're backing up. They're going, they're going to be at a safe distance here because it was about to happen. And so what happens is <laughs> his friend comes out, supposedly his best friend, uh, John Moxley's best friend. And um I can't remember his name. What's his name? I don't know, dude. So he comes out, his best friend does, and he covers him and because dean can't get up or sorry dean john moxley can't get up and <laughs> this ain't the road so far yeah sorry uh john moxley can't get up and so he's he's covering him he's protecting him from the blast this is his best friend he's he's trying to save john moxley and he just covers him like a trooper would a soldier would cover a grenade like captain america jumped on that grenade to protect his his other troops and we hit zero (laughs) and there's this Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston. Yes. We hit zero (laughs) and there's just this pop, not a boom, not a kapow, not an explosion, not even came Kane's flames from the turnbuckle. Just a, Oh, everybody, get away! Get away! Take cover! Take cover! (laughs) Exactly. I felt like uh, did Wiley Coyote set this trap up? (laughs) Like, what is this? Yeah, but I mean, I would be mortified, right? And then the dude Eddie Kingston's like selling it, like, "Oh, I'm dead." (laughs) What's so bad? Like, they've got to just acknowledge it and like turn it into a story, like. Kenny Omega is like, oh, I'm just playing mind games with you. I, I, I had you. I was this close. I could have, I could have ended you, John Moxley, but I didn't. I chose not to. Or even have it be a betrayal. Like have like whoever his handler is, whatever that guy's name is, uh, be like, be like, why didn't it blow up? Yeah, you know, and he'd be like, uh, I, I don't, I don't know what you mean, Kenny. You were Don suppo- yeah, you were supposed to set this up, Don. 
Like you were supposed to blow the ring up. I wanted him done. He's alive, you know, blah, blah. But I, 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 you wanted to kill him? Uh, yeah, I, there's a storyline. Even that would be better than Tony Khan coming out and saying, oh, that was on purpose. What'd you expect us to do? Kill them? Blow up the ring? Well, I don't Man, know. Somebody needs to <laughs> censor Tony Khan. Like, yeah. shut him up. Delete, ban him from Twitter, okay? Because he's <laughs> ruining this. He's ruining this. Oh, he is. Needs to be deleted. Yeah. But I don't want to talk too much about AEW. It was it was a letdown. That if if you were even half a wrestling fan, you've been on Twitter, you've been on Facebook, you've watched the the clips that are all over the internet. The memes are out there. <laughs> um, the Monday, let's shift over to the next night on Monday Night Raw. WWE trolled the living daylights out of AEW. Yeah, I didn't see much of it. Everybody had pyro. They brought Orton's <laughs> pyro back. Alexa Bliss did this crazy, funny little troll joke with a match and just lights it and blows it out. And everyone had pyro. People who've never had pyro in their lives had pyro. Basically, them just saying, hmm, not that hard. Look what we can do, and you can't. That's for destroying the throne. After that, even just, Paul Heyman had pyro, guys. I know, like Michael Cole had yeah. the best pyro of the night. They had smoke, they had sparks raining down from the ceiling. Michael Cole, you gotta just, see it. Just look what we can do. <laughs> but you're the better product. They should stop watching us and watch you, right? That's what you're oh, saying, man. right, Tony? Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll say about AEW. At least it's an alternative to WWE. Not a great one. Yeah. But, but it is an alternative. It is something. So exactly. There you go. And now they got Christian. So take take care of him, AEW. Be gentle. We love him. So be good to him. We do love, we do love Christian. So a little bit about WWE. What are your thoughts going into continuing down the road to WrestleMania? We we had elimination chamber, fast lanes up next. We've got Brian versus Reigns in a little bit more of a fair situation. Um, it looks like we might get Drew and Sheamus by the looks of things. Um, mm -hmm. wh where do you think from a year ago, from two years ago, you know, do you feel like this is, this is a, a good mania? Um, we always look forward to mania season because a lot of the year WWE is just sort of in a, well, like you're, you're just waiting for the rumble and mania mm -hmm. season and all that. It's just the best part of the year. SummerSlam sometimes is pretty good, but, uh, and usually it's pretty good. They, they normally really turn it into something, but right now I can't say that there's much of anything that I'm excited about. I feel like so far the buildup's been kind of slow and, and not in a good way. Uh, mm. just like, what are we doing? You know, we see a lot of the same things over and over again. It's like, what are we trying to do? Where are we going with this? Randy Orton's been, I feel like this past year, Randy Orton has wrestled Drew McIntyre and Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Edge. And Edge. That's it. That's he it. started it's the, the same year matches. with Edge. So, you know, nothing's really grabbing my attention right now. Uh, I mostly watch WWE in passing. If something uh, was really, really good, I'll tell you where the the best stuff right now, as far as like promo stuff goes, is they do these shows like 
post SmackDown and post Raw, mm-hmm. uh, Raw talk and talking smack, mm-hmm. and uh, the superstars come on and pretty much just sort of improv and freestyle, I guess. And some of the best stuff. Daniel Bryan cuts really good promos on there. Cesaro had a killer one like two or three weeks ago. Um, highly, highly recommend that. Oh yeah, because uh, the in-ring promo stuff is just garbage. Cesaro and Rollins, I think, is heading to Mania. Um, yeah, I think uh, Cesaro is going to be if they continue down where I hope they're going. They're going to build him as the next big face, the next so. big thing. I mean, I think it's been years coming. Yeah, that he gets a main title push. It's, it's I, ridiculous. I would very much look forward to a Rollins and Cesaro match. That could potentially be the best match on the whole card. Absolutely, it could. I would look forward to that. But as far as the story goes, like I've I don't know much about it, um, except they've had a couple of little encounters, so I can't say I'm excited about it in that aspect. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure it'll be a good match. And I feel like we're heading towards uh, a Sami Zayn and King Corbin implosion upon their little okay. team. And I love Sami Zayn. I loved when he was El Generico. I love the stuff he's doing. He's funny. He's he's his character change has been great over the last year, but I can't watch King Corbin. I can't yeah. watch segments with him. I go to the bathroom or I find something to do. I'm like, God, I'll unload the dishwasher mm-hmm. at this point. Like, I just I can't. feel the same. I feel the same way, and I think a lot of people do. But I also think, you know, there's something to say for that. Like, if you've got some heels who people genuinely don't like him because they just don't like him. Like there's hills that we like, Oh man, I hate that guy. But like you enjoy hating him mm-hmm. like the Miz, maybe mm-hmm. King Corbin. I no, I just don't care. I, if he never showed up again, I wouldn't even remember. That I would rather watch Colin Delaney in an Ironman match or Hornswoggle in a title match then watch Corbin wrestle anything. Ouch. Yeah, I agree. And the thing is, is Colin Delaney actually is a talented in-ring wrestler. It's just when he was with WWE, he they crapped on him. They used him as like a scrawny little chicken that got his butt beat. He was the one that Tommy Dreamer tried to take under his wing. And you remember that? No. I loved that stuff. And and seeing Colin Delaney's indie stuff. He's actually good in the ring, and I hate when WWE does that. I hate when they do that because uh, he was a good indie star and, and good in the ring, and I, that's one thing I hate is since I've started trying to find other places to watch aside from WWE, I've really gotten into indies more, especially after we we have uh, started watch, keeping up more with uh, Elliot Russell and Sigmund. Um, I've just found myself on YouTube just watching indie stuff a lot before going to bed or start to kill time or uh heck I've, there's been many a monday night where i'm like i want to watch wrestling but i really don't want to watch raw yeah so i'll go to innovates youtube channel and i'm like there's some talented freaking uh, in- indies out there that do you, do you know about that uh pluto app it's like the free yes, tv yes, yes. yes so there's like two wrestling channels on there one of them shows a lot of uh tna stuff like 2008, 9, 2010, mm-hmm. Impact, Young, AJ Styles. And there's another one that has, like, the indie stuff. Uh, yeah. I'll check that out. Yeah. 
free it's a free app so uh, i put it on the uh the roku uh in my bedroom and uh watched a few minutes of tna one night so hmm. it's out there that's cool mm-hmm. that's cool well, i just wanted to dip into a different aspect of the nerdiverse a little bit i want to talk a little wrestling with you we we we, we vented a lot after the pay-per-view invented on the way home. Some sure even listened to Cornette and uh, I was just his uh, review of, of that pay-per-view drop today. Uh, I'm not actually have to listen to that. Yeah. I haven't really gotten into it yet, but uh, I bet he tears I'm, them a new one. I'm sure that he probably is, is laughing about it. Yeah. And just shaking his head. He's probably like, I can't even be angry. He it's doesn't get angry pathetic. anymore. Yeah, it's he pathetic. used to get he used to get livid. Like it, he 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 was embarrassed of of so much. It's like you know this is such a slap in the face to anyone who's ever been in the industry. And now he's just like I give up. You know I'm people have lost their minds. He and Chris Jericho hate each other now. He and Dave Meltzer hate each other. Who doesn't um, hate Dave Meltzer though? Yeah, that's true. I mean, Dave so, Meltzer's a tool. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a rough time in wrestling. Hopefully, Mania will get better for WWE. Hopefully, after this uh, catastrophe, AEW will get their stuff together, and their big pay per view next uh, in May is is better. I hope, I really do, because uh, I hate to see them fail. I really do. I, yeah. I, I would love to see a a pretty successful secondary to WWE, um, and I think that will happen. The that's the curse of TNA. Uh, TNA was good when they weren't trying to be WWE or beat WWE. Right. You're at it. You're bet. I mean, a little competition is healthy, but trying your hardest to go above and beyond to embarrass your competition, you end up losing. So you lost this past weekend in your attempts. So definitely hopefully things get better in the wrestling world. Uh, But we are going to take a quick break and come back in a little bit. Uh, with more 30 and 30 podcast. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParlayHour.com where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and parlay points are our companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Hi, this is Will Jewell, director of Concrete Plans. You're listening to 30 and Nerdy Podcast. So one division finale juice pretty big pretty pretty epic in a lot of ways a lot of nerds i would i would venture as to say a lot of people out there did not get the ending they were expecting yeah a lot probably the mass majority did so many theories out there and then when it's all said and done it's like gee guys i think we uh, might have overthought a little bit of this you and I especially. Yes, we were we were reaching. There would be times where I would leave our One Division Wednesday recordings, and I'd go, "Where'd I get that one from?" Like, 
Like, I saw a thing today that said people are going to be pissed off at the finale of WandaVision because they didn't get things that were not promised to them. They promised them to themselves Mm -hmm. within the theory. Like, nobody ever said you're getting Reed Richards. Nobody ever said you're getting Mephisto. Mm -hmm. Like, there was never even a hint at anything. You yourself surmised that this was the direction they were going. How can you be upset? at them for something you caused and like officially can confirm there were no references no nods no nothing to fantastic four in the entire series confirmed mm-hmm. by the director who was on uh kevin smith's show yes this past weekend there, there was never any intention for nothing. reed richards or, the, or the, the aerospace or engineer was just something they they threw in to tie something up it was it was nothing yeah it was us that's what yeah. it was. It was yeah. us. Let me ask you first, what do you think about the direction it ended with, the direction it went? Aside from our theories, what do you think about where we went with it? Uh, I was, the word I used was satisfied. Yes. I was satisfied. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, you know, there's a couple of things that I was really hoping for that I really, really wanted to happen that I didn't get. Uh, but, you know, whatever i was i was happy there was nothing wrong with it mm-hmm. I, I guess um uh, and watching it again uh just a, a few minutes ago i found that i liked it a lot more you know mm-hmm. like I've, I've come to terms with the things that didn't happen and i've accepted it i uh, just enjoyed it for what it is and, and i really did enjoy it a lot so uh, i'm excited about the future for wanda because clearly there's big things to come for her like big universally like altering things mm-hmm. uh so i'm stoked like if you think about back in the days of infinity war waiting on Endgame, i feel like one division was our infinity war yes and whatever happens next with wanda is gonna be a huge revolutionary thing it feels like phase four and probably phase five the both phases will be heavily influenced by the multiverse. Yeah. It will be it's Thanos, you know, so to speak. Sure. Um, which I think is great because even if it's just those two phases that are going to be focused heavily on the multiverse multiverse, it will impact the next three phases because of something that happened because of the multiverse. So these these next two phases potentially have the opportunity to to ripple for years and years to come. I I had no problem with where they went. I was not upset. I was a little sad that the Evan Peters uh, didn't pay off to be what we thought and we wanted. I felt like it was a long way to go for a boner joke. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I even said to you and Maddie that I was so sad that it wasn't what I thought it was that I completely missed his first name in the first initial conversation. Like I completely ignored the fact that that's Ralph. Yeah. And he even said the missus. Yes, exactly. It could also mean, okay, I'm trying to look at things. The glass half full boner could be like, you know, Oh, that was a boner. Like, it was a mess up. It was a, mm-hmm. a, a dud. It was a, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was the finale of the AW pay-per-view. Yes. So maybe that means, eh, not really. 
maybe there's going to be something more to him. Mm-hmm. Not going to get my hopes up, but yeah, it's a possibility. We're we need to create a new word for mistake. We need to call it a Tony Khan or a con. Yeah, literally a con. It was yeah. a con. Um, I agree. But it was also funny. It was it was cool little funny moments between him and Monica Rambo. Because like he he flicked her down, and then when she took the ne- necklace off, he's like, "Please don't hurt me." <laughs> and so it was funny. It Please was great. My life. And he, he it it brought it kept us on edge ever since he showed up and and that's what you want um the finale fight was probably some of the better fighting we had seen since endgame uh and fin- i mean it's it was just as big and blockbuster as the blockbuster movies and yeah. i thought that was really cool Absolutely. to see on tele on quote-unquote television right right uh this small screen uh if you will and it, it's it's as if they and I think I've said this before on One Division Wednesdays they they did Dark Phoenix better than Dark Phoenix they did did Dark they sure Phoenix did. Uh, so there I assume we won't get that storyline no. when and if Jean Grey shows up yeah unless she shows up and she's against uh, Scarlet Witch like they face off or something mm-hmm. and that unleashes it and we skip the whole process yeah i don't know I, I just I, I just hate that gene will be robbed of that you know and i shouldn't say robbed because scarlet witch the scarlet witch stuff was awesome so i don't mean it like that but the fact that it's been done so many times by other people and now we won't get to see it with her is a shame because mm-hmm. i feel like disney would have done a great job with it clearly after what we just saw so absolutely so what were some things that stuck out to you this second watch through that you might not have well well, third watch through for you yeah this was the third but the one that i paid the most attention on uh you know this now that it's all said and done this may still be a reach but i'm noticing that a lot of the people who had just smaller roles on the show are from sitcoms themselves. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about this? Mm-hmm. Kat Dennings, Two Broke Girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randall Park, wasn't he on Fresh Off the Boat? Yes. Um, Deborah Jo Rupp, that 70s show. Mm-hmm. Then there was also the lady who's like, oh, I have a husband. He's on a business trip. Tell him not to come back here. Yeah. She was on a sitcom called Do Not Disturb. Hmm. And also the comedy series 10 things i hate about you so maybe that's a reach but that's a you know i don't know about the other people but i don't know i, I don't think it's a reach I, I don't see that being coincidental well but then again like these aren't like well-known actors so you know kitty might be the exception mm-hmm. so it could just be oh they're actors and they just happen to have done sitcoms in the real in their real lives so mm-hmm but still, it, it would have been cool like if they had taken some legends and put them in the community here and there. Mm-hmm. Like anybody from Guiding Light or something like that. I mean, I guess. Or Corey Matthews. Or <laughs> yeah, like Mr. Feeney. Mr. Feeney should have been in it. The um, principal of the school. Trying to think if there's anything else that 
uh, stuck out that I didn't notice before. I'd never really realized how tragic vision in the uh, turtleneck was until I started seeing the memes where they added the chain. And there was one where I think you might've shown me with the rock and uh-huh. I was like, Oh, he doesn't have the fanny pack, but yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that was it. I, this time I just really appreciated the uh, evolution of the characters. Like mm-hmm. Wanda has come so far, especially from when we first met her in uh, age of Ultron to now pretty much full blown Scarlet, Witch, makeover, new outfit, new look vision. We have white vision. Now mm-hmm. um, we have Agatha. Now we have photon or whatever they're going to go with. Now, Monica, she's about to head off and we meet We assume Nick Fury, like, yeah. People have come so far in such a short time. Yes. And I'm so excited for what's to come. Absolutely. Now we've uh, established pretty much that this is a few weeks after, about three weeks after Endgame, this show took place. Uh, the story within the show took place. And we can only assume by this that the Disney Plus shows of 2021 are between Endgame and Far From Home. They are gotcha. set... Far From Home is eight months after Endgame. This was three weeks. Falcon and Soldier might be a little later. Mm-hmm. Loki, he's jumping through time, so it really mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Hawkeye mm-hmm. will be around this, around leading us into Far From Home. Gotcha. So with that in mind, it, it's going to be able to answer some questions that we maybe had in Far From Home. Uh, like, okay, well... You know, this is a Spider-Man story, but how are everybody? How's everybody doing? You know, <laughs> we see Fury and Miranda Hill now that they're back mm-hmm. from the blip in Far From Home. But it's like, okay, so how's everybody doing? You know, what's, you know, anybody got some trauma? Obviously, Wanda's got some trauma. Yeah. Um, anybody else uh, want to <laughs> give us a little warning about that? Yeah. <laughs> um, which, which it, it made me think that the Avengers need to employ counselors. Avengers bunker or whatever they they there needs to be counselors on staff because these these heroes go through some stuff and we never think about their mental well being. Well, Bruce was trying to uh, do that for Tony, but he fell asleep. Oh yeah, that's true. That? I do, yeah. but you're right. There needs to be some counselors. How are you feeling today? Take this journal. Okay, I want you to journal before our next session. Every night before you go to bed, how are you feeling? I want you to start using sentences like, I feel like, (laughs) I feel like creating my own universe with vision and children. That's how I feel, doctor. Okay, well, we'll we'll, we'll address this next week. Red flag, everybody. (laughs) We'll address this next week. That'll be $250. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So one thing that stuck out to me was, I think, do you think that we were so full of theories as as a nerdiverse, as nerds, because this was the first thing we were getting? Now, if you think about the original order of things, it was supposed to be Black Widow, Falcon and Winter Soldier. WandaVision was supposed to be the third thing released in the next phase. Do you think we went theory crazy because it was WandaVision 
or because it was the first thing we had gotten since Far From Home? I think because it was WandaVision, because we knew that things were not what they seemed to be and, and everything is in question. And the director on, uh, on Kevin Smith's show today was talking about how everybody in that neighborhood at some point was Mephisto, mm-hmm. according to the fans. Yes. Everyone had a theory of that, like probably even Kitty. Poor Kitty, Eric Foreman's mom. She's Mephisto. I know it. Stop the boss it. Is Stop it. Stop Herb it. Herb yeah. is Mephisto. Uh, yeah, I think it was because it was WandaVision. Mm. That's why. But they do love to keep us guessing. So bravo for that. Do you think this show would have been as successful if it was the third installment of this phase? If we had already gotten some Marvel content? I do. You do? I do because I think it was just genuinely that good. Mm-hmm. And I do not think... I, I don't expect Falcon and Winter Soldier to be as good. And I think a lot of people probably feel that way. Like, how is it going to live up to this? So that might be tough, but you never know. They could blow us all away. Well, I think it's got a. It's going to be totally different. It's going to be more human. Yeah, absolutely. these are these are yeah. soldiers. Mm-hmm. These are spies. Yeah, you know, it's Agent Thirteen, Falcon, and Winter Soldier, and uh, for the most part, and not for the most part, for every part, uh, the bad guy is a human as, to, as well. This this could potentially be the Marvel, other than Agents of Shield, the 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 cop show that I always uh, lovingly use to refer to shows like this. Yes, like we're the just proced- regular guys. The procedural, like the Law and Order, the yeah. Starsky and Hutch. This is a cop show. Um, nothing really big, mutanty or eternal or magical or space worthy here. It's just people, just guys, and our government. It's probably definitely going to scare us even more about our government, <laughs> to, to be fair. Where do we go from here? If you're given the keys, you've just finished WandaVision. You know that it's going to directly read, lead into both Spider-Man, uh, No Way Home, and next year's Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, what, what do you wait. What do you do? Uh, if I'm given the keys, as you said, I'm finding somebody else to give the keys to because I don't want to screw that up. There's no way. Uh, but, and I, I don't know. I, I can't even begin to imagine what's going to happen. I'm hoping that, as we've said uh, many times, that there is a gateway to bringing in X-Men and Fantastic Four and all that pretty mm-hmm. soon, or at least some sort of a confirmation of, yes, it's it's coming it's here whatever like maybe mm-hmm. we've said before like we, maybe we don't meet them maybe we don't see them but there's some sort of uh acknowledgement of them mm-hmm. does that make sense so i'm i'm hoping that that's coming soon and i'm hoping that into the not into the spider-verse i'm sorry uh spider-man 3 no way home i hope that that is where that happens maybe Tom Holland's Peter Parker is the one jumping through different universes. And I do want to see them, the Tobey Maguire and the Andrew Garfield and, and all that stuff. Maybe we also see Hugh Jackman, Wolverine. Maybe we see storm beast, the younger versions, whatever. Deadpool. Deadpool. I want to see all that. Or even if it's, there's a dialogue in uh, no way home that talks about a school up, up, up north, a school sure. upstate. Yep. There's a school upstate for people, you know, are different or right. 
Have you heard about the new school upstate that are taking in heroes, people who are different from us? I don't, I would have to agree. Uh, I don't think I'd want to mess it up, but I would like to whisper in the ear of the person who has the keys. Maybe be like, you know, it would be cool if Bobby Lashley, <laughs> <laughs> as Kevin Smith says, Feige's doing the Lord's work. In Feige, we trust. Um, I do, absolutely. I, I, uh, he's not let us down yet. I'm excited to see wherever they go with post Division, with the next phases, with the rest of the MCU di- TV shows uh, and, and whoever they decide to bring in because they've, they've not really gone wrong with any casting and they've not gone wrong with storytelling. I'm very hopeful. Do you think we'll ever see a Wanda or Agatha Hocus Pocus crossover? <laughs> Seeing as it's owned by the same, same people. This yeah. just in. Spider-Man No Way Home casts Bette Midler as Winifred Sanderson. Yeah. Why not? Why yeah. not? Maybe just like for a second, it's just like a little joke, you know? I, I, I would laugh. Even if you just like they're walking in the streets or they're fighting, the two witches are fighting, and Bette Midler opens her window. Ugh, all this destruction makes me sick. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> it shuts the window. It'd be funny. Just a little nod. Anyways, uh, I think it was a very successful show. What a journey. It was great to finally have some new material aside from Star Mandalorian, you know. But Yeah, and something to to talk about all week like and, and look forward to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed the ride. I, I appreciated the journey, and I'm very, very happy with how it ended, and, and, and I'm, I can't wait to see what's next. I really can't. I'm so excited. Absolutely. Did you uh, did you not feel like you wanted a little more photon? Wanted to see her do something else, like in L- the fight? wanted to see her unleash. Yeah, I wanted something like she's brand new though. So I know why they didn't do it. One, she's brand new, and two, leave them wanting. You know, like now we've given them photon or spectrum, whichever they name they give her. We'll give it to them. Captain Marvel two, Secret Wars, either one of those. Uh, we'll get to see her at her full force but we got a taste when she landed you know when she starts kind of getting angry and her eyes going blue and stuff like that we got a taste and saw the bullets face through her yes uh we did get to see a little bit there um i was probably the most sad about saying goodbye to tommy and billy i don't think it's over i think speed and wiccan will be in the future of the yeah, MCU. I, I was kind of hoping or assuming that they would age up since they haven't done that since early on. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, they can do that and age up to help in the fight against White Vision and, and Agnes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we didn't get that. So I think maybe that'll be in the future. You know who would who would be good as Speed? Uh, cool. His name is, I think it's Ross Lynch. He's like a Disney or Nickelodeon kid. And he played Jeffrey Dahmer and my friend Dahmer. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. He would be good as Speed. I could see him really doing a good job with that. Yeah. For like Young Avengers or whatever. Yes, he would. He'd be really good. Yeah. Uh, if he were still young enough, uh, back in the day, I would cast Jake Thomas as Wiccan. Who's that? Lizzie McGuire's brother. Oh, yeah. He yeah, would yeah. have been good mm-hmm. back in the day. Alas, mm-hmm. he's old, though. No. Yeah. 
He's about our age now, so couldn't really do Oof. it. Bless his heart. <laughs> and we got to see Wanda and Agatha in an exploding barbed wire death match. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's thankfully that's we what the problem was with the AEW finale is there were runes in the room and the witch who cast the runes is the only one who can use the spell. Now Vince McMahon put those runes there. Yeah. Vince McMahon did the runes. Y'all can't pull off any wrestling shenanigans in here. These are my runes. These are my runes. These are my runes, pal. (laughs) I'm excited. It was so good. I would say 10 out of 10. The episode of the series as a whole. Series as a whole. Same. Series as a whole. And and I, I hate the the backlash the first few episodes got because I feel like it came from a group of people who had been spoiled with the MCU. It's all been in movie form. So this slow burn that we got in the first three episodes, mm-hmm. they're not used to that. Mm-hmm. And they've had to wait uh, seven days between every episode. What those, the heck? Those first few episodes were my favorites, man. Just it was based all on, about the performance. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't even realize that they actually had a, a live audience. I had no idea. Didn't even think about that. But of course they did because it was yeah. so authentic and so genuine. I don't think that we'll ever get something like that ever again. Mm-hmm. That was just such a, a truly unique, uh, special thing. And, and I hope that it remains just that what it was just a limited thing limited Mm -hmm. series no more absolutely let's move on absolutely and do something great for the next thing Mm. you speak you speak truth juice well i try to (laughs) uh i think that if there were emmys for disney plus shows every main character deserves one from olsen and vision playing them and Han playing themselves in different decades to Han when she becomes Agatha to Rambo. Her performances were so grounded, like in her face and in her eyes. When there's there were moments where watching her perform with with Hayward or with Darcy or even Wu or when she's confronting uh, Wanda. If you just watch her eyes and just from her nose to her eyes, she's not just an actress hearing the other person's lines being delivered to her. She is Monica Rambeau hearing Wanda speak to her and leaning on every word that's being given to her. It's it all the performances, man. I mean, the music, the performances, the the costuming, the the effects. Everything. I I I think that Elizabeth Olsen should be in the conversation for an Emmy. I truly believe that. And, you know, that's not just my superhero Marvel bias Mm -hmm. talking here. That was genuinely, I mean, all the different styles we've said a hundred times, the different styles of acting, the the precision of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. She was just flawless. And I I was so indifferent to her character before. Mm -hmm. And now, I mean, think about the types of female characters that I like powerful like sultry don't mess with me could kill you looks could kill too like mm-hmm. the power behind the eyes and the facial expressions that, the, and that's the tilt of the head yeah when they when you're talking to them the minute they tilt that head you're like oh crap mm-hmm. i've screwed up yeah. <laughs> like i'm about to get thrown through the wall 
but I, I think it was just beautifully done from the writing to the direction to their performances to the camera angles to everything it was just so well done and i hope uh not just for their sake but for our sake as fans every disney plus show this year is done this well mm-hmm. i really do i don't have any doubts but i also hope that they're all very different done as successfully but differently i agree i know exactly what you mean anything else about wandavision my friend no uh loved it thank Absolutely. you uh thank you marvel kevin yes. foggy everybody thank you your work enough. your work is appreciated highly Truly. appreciated Truly. what do you all think uh what theories did you have got busted oh. what what theory or ultron oh no no ultron or quicksilver no quicksilver or hayward no nightmare, no reaper. I mean, people were even dipping down into the B and C list characters like the Grim Reaper. Like maybe he'll show up. Yeah. It's 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 crazy. But what theories did you have that came true and didn't come true? What'd you think of the show? Ten out of ten? Nine out of ten? Let us know using the hashtag 30 and nerdy pod. We're gonna take a quick break, step away for a second. More 30 and nerdy podcasts when we return. Hey guys, my name is JT. What's up, everyone? I'm Darren. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Josh. Hey, guys, I'm Christian. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Dominic, and we're the East Coast Avengers. We're a group of five friends who get together weekly and talk about everything that's going on in the nerd universe. Whether you're a fan of Marvel, DC, Star Wars, video games, comics, or anything else nerdy that you can think of, we're the podcast for you. You can find us on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever streaming platform you use to listen to your favorite podcasts on. You can also catch us on our YouTube channel where we release tons of content such as vlogs, unboxings, TV and movie recaps, and trailer reactions. So if those things sound good to you, then check out the East Coast Avengers podcast. We hope you enjoy. Hey everybody, this is Tim from Johnny Has the Keys podcast, and you're listening to 30 and Nerdy with Tyler Mack. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? We are back at the 30 Nerdy Podcast, and I have convened the Council of Nerds here. We're talking all things One Division and the future of the MCU. First up, we've got one of the three fat nerds himself, Rich. Rich, how are you, brother? Awesome. How's everybody else doing? I'm. Uh, some would say that I'm e- e- explosive to be with you gentlemen tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Ken M from the ODPH, better known as the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. What is going on, fam? WandaVision. What 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 can we say? I mean, we'll get into it, but wow. Just wow. Brilliance. And of course, JT from the East Coast Avengers, my Tennessee brother from the other side of the volunteer state. Good to have you back, man. Absolutely. Let's get into it. And 
the man who needs no introduction. He's all over Twitter. He kills it on Twitter. He is keeping us up to date with everything that comes out on every streaming service. There are some things I don't know have dropped until this man lets me know. Dre Driven, how are you, son? I'm good. I'm good. And then as the word of pad, it was Agda all along. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we have convened to talk about one division primarily and talk about, you know, theories that were busted, um, theories that were somewhat of a letdown possibly and where we're moving forward with Falcon and Winter Soldier in a week or so. And then we got the teaser to Hawkeye and what else is on the horizon for the MCU in the upcoming year. So let's get down to it. So first off, one by one, JT, what'd you think of one division? Well, uh, before we start, I would like to give a shout out to the director, Matt Shackman. Um, I believe I'm pronouncing his last name right. I apologize if I'm not, uh, because he has been nominated for a DGA Award for Outstanding Directoral uh, Achievement Award. So congratulations Congratulations. on that. Uh, That just, I mean, right there in itself, I mean. Well earned. Well earned. Absolutely. Um, I personally gave this whole show a 10 out of 10. I looked at it a di- at a different site of than people. Yes, it's fun to theorize, and yes, it's fun to have these uh, these nice little ooh, I think this should happen or this could happen. But in the grand scheme of things, um, I'm not the writer, and I don't know what the future is of you know of Marvel. Um, so whatever they had and whatever they planned, it was perfect for me. Mm-hmm. Um, would I've done it a little bit different? Obviously, yeah, I think we all can say that, but. Um, the way they did it was perfect. We got Wanda's entire backstory, which we knew nothing about. I mean, very tidbits of it. Um, but everything else was, you know, perfect, honestly. I loved the aspect that there's like three character origin stories in this show that just Mm. they go by us. Not some big whole movie just for an Agatha origin or a Spectrum origin or anything like that. We got little mini origin stories for different characters, and now they're here, and we didn't have to go through five movies to get five different stories told. We just, they're here, kind of like they did with Parker in Civil War. They just, mm-hmm. he's been the, sp- the spider guy, as, as Stark calls him, and uh, now he's there. So I enjoyed that. Ken M. Right one theory of yours that got busted well one theory that did get busted is i thought we were going to dabble a little bit more with dr strange on this show Mm -hmm. and one that really stuck out was the whole arrow engineer that monica rambeau knew that even if we were not going to see said actor or actress on screen i figured we were going to get a name drop of some sort because obviously we know the Fantastic Four movie is in pre-production. There is no casting, but if they wanted to just kind of throw that curveball in there and get some fans talking, they definitely could have. And they alluded to enough. And if you really want to believe that who she met up with during the base, because we are talking spoilers here on the show, uh, and episode seven was the aerospace engineer, I strongly say you're wrong. Mm. So um, before we talk anymore, um, I wrote down for our notes when we do our podcast on set, on uh, on a Wednesday that um, they had a Q and a with um, the director with Matt and he was, they were asking him questions like that. And some, some of them were, 
um, that he pointed out was um, he did state that WandaVision was 10 episodes long and then the pandemic got worse and they had to cut it and they had to cut a lot of scenes because of it. Um, Senior Scratchy, the rabbit, was there was a deleted scene that they had to the CGI. They couldn't get it correct in, in enough time, but he was supposed to turn into a big demon. He didn't name drop Mephisto, which everyone is Mephisto, apparently. But he also said, and he said, I'm not putting blame on anyone. However, the aerospace engineer was never supposed to be anyone. It was it was literally supposed to be a nobody. But mm. fans took it and went and ran off with it. He said when he watched that episode and he got off of or he got on Twitter afterwards, he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. he was like um probably saw that coming but he was like it really was not supposed to do it. he said honestly i wasn't given anything like when i wrote it or you know when directed it and stuff and we all you know met and everything he was like none of us even considered name dropping a reed richards because like you alluded to ken it's not even it, they haven't even started on anything they mm-hmm. they haven't even casted it they haven't even i mean so to put that way, I mean, a few years before, it's if you if you cast a John Krasinski like everybody wants them to, you're you're saying John, sit here, you're going to be our Reed Richards, but you're not going to appear for a number of years, which could happen, but I don't know. I I just I think it was very interesting in this Q and A because we did learn a a lot of the CGI got cut out. Um, the deleted scene with the big demon. Um, we were supposed to get 10 episodes, but we only got nine. Um, and then the aerospace engineer is from his words, a nobody. So hmm. yeah. That's interesting. Dre, what were your thoughts on the series as a whole? Well, uh, I enjoyed it from start to finish, you know, a 10 for 10. I got to, I got to, you know, I'm a sit, sitcom guy. So, you know, I love all those, um, callbacks, um, how it played out. My theory, you know, I thought it was Quicksilver. I really wanted to Quicksilver for another dimension, but another verse, but it happened. But 10 for 10, it was great. It ended really well. Um, like I said, all the fan theories went out the window because, you know, but all in all, I enjoyed it. I'm thoroughly happy that we got it. And I think it did a good job. Awesome. Rich, Rich, I have a question I want to pose to you and anyone else after this can can follow up with their opinions as well. Do you think that because I get this from uh, I get constant messages and texts from friends, uh, either where I live or that I've met throughout life. After each episode, I'd get messages like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Let me know when you've seen it. Here's my theory. Here's my theory. Here's what I think's next episode. Here's what I think's the finale. Rich, do you think that that as as far and as fast as we nerds went with theories from Reaper to Nightmare to Mephisto to Doctor Strange to Ian McKellen's Magneto showing up, did all of us theorizing somewhat cause a not a letdown in the finale when it didn't? when our personal theories didn't pay off. But do you think that that hurts us in the long run? Not just theorizing, because you can have theories, but uber theorizing, I guess. 
I mean, if you have critiques or theories in there, they have merit. They're always good. I I, I think that uh, I, I don't think it's just on us here. I'm going to say that in this case, uh, Disney, Marvel in particular, if, however you want to break it down, decided that they wanted to throw an over amount of Easter eggs in everywhere. That there was no way they could cash in on all of them. There, mm-hmm. there was no way they were going to. There was no way they were going to try. It was just kind of of like hey let's red herring let's throw it out there and i mean even the director as 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 jt pointed out has admitted that which is fine that's perfectly fine and and that's what you have to do to like appease people but but unfortunately our our before this our only other uh delve into a world in television form in major television form i should say on disney plus the size of wandavision was the mandalorian and -hmm. the mandalorian over delivered a lot so us as content creators and and nerds just in general it's not against them to be like oh man they're gonna do something big because we just got done watching the second season of the mandalorian where we got boba fett and luke skywalker and and it was an amazing like this it was like you could who would have imagined we would have gotten all of that Mm -hmm. so then we see all these wonderful easter eggs and you're like oh man i know this story it's gonna be avengers dissembled it's gonna be it's gonna be you know vision quest it's gonna be house of m oh man they're doing they 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 put that bottle of wine in there it's gotta be house of m (laughs) <laughs> and, and 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 we went and we went to the races with it and i mean early on myself and diesel were just like i i remember sitting on the show and we just looked at each other and we're just like there's no way they can keep all these promises so like it's going to be a letdown to some and there was some probably let down but i think that i'm going to go back to what jt said was it what i expected no was it what a lot of people called and expected no but the beauty of it was i thought it was it played out well like i trusted the system at some point i said you know in the beginning, it's like a little slow for me. I don't know. I don't know where they're going. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, I know what they should be doing in the comic books, but they're throwing 50 looks at us. They're just throwing us off. But when we got to those last two episodes in particular, it was like it came together like this wonderful package. And it was and it, and it was Marvel. It was MCU. It, it, it did, it, like, as you mentioned, it saved some time. It did, we didn't need a movie to tell us all this, a two-hour, three-hour movie to tell us this. We got these episodes. And, it, and at the end of the day, it came together well. They did what Marvel does best. And in the MCU that is and they gave us some drama they gave us the tug at the heartstrings they gave us a, a finality and then they gave us the tease and so at the end of the day they brought it all together once again I, I mean it should warn us in the future to be careful yeah. like as, as 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 nerds as a whole not you know whether you're listening or creating or anything it should tell us to be careful uh, because it, it might not come out the way we want it to come out. But at, at the same point in juncture, nothing hurts when you're creating that buzz. They were getting they were getting big numbers for that buzz. That's why they bring it out weekly uh, instead of doing it, you know, all in one shot. Because all, if you do it one, all in one shot, it's like Cobra Kai. Mm. Cobra Kai was season three was amazing. I don't know if anybody disagrees with that, but it was amazing. But guess what? They got, what, seven days of uh, basically seven days of social media hype. And then all of a sudden it just turned to, oh, can't wait till the next season. And now we got to wait, you know, till the end of this year. Whereas when you do it every week and you know, it's only one season, but you do it every week, every Friday, day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, they were getting, okay, we're getting it down. We're beating it down. Everybody's talking about it as they see it. They want to talk about it. They want to tweet about it. They want to interact about it. And then by the time it dies down on about Tuesday-ish, Wednesday, Thursday, we're speculating into the next one, into that. So, I mean, it, it worked out really well. They they called that right on the money when they started doing it for The Mandalorian. I'm, I'm glad, in essence, that they did it. Uh, somebody had asked me if I thought the show would have been better if we could have binged it. Oh, of course, because when you got to the end, 
it made all the sense in the world. But once again, it doesn't make a business sense. Yeah. And that's what I'm big on. Even, even as, as, as you guys know, when we're talking wrestling, me and Ken talk wrestling, I'm big on, Hey, listen, I understand what, what I want as a fan, but I also understand what makes the most sense in business and what made more sense in business is doing it every Friday. And they're going to do the same thing with fucking winter soldier. But this is the nice part about that coming up is it's going to be different from this. And I, I like where we're at, where we're doing different things. Uh, for a while, I, I think we could all agree. The MCU kind of was the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, and as much as I love those movies, they were the same movie cookie cutter. It was basically, mm-hmm. okay, here's the problem. We're going to, we're going to smash our way through it onto the next problem. And now we're seeing some drama. We're seeing some, you know, humanity we're seeing. It's, it's amazing. We're seeing some backstories and they don't feel rushed. You know, I was, I was, I was on the edge of my seat coming in. Cause I was like, okay, this is where it should end. Oh, it didn't. Oh, you know, we didn't get Dr. Strange. Oh, you know, cause that was prevailing. Oh, we, we didn't get this now. Oh, we're tying into two, three movies now. Cause you know, we, uh, with the, with the bonus scenes like, Oh wow. They did this. Well, they wrapped it up. Well, some questions still, but Hey, why wouldn't you throw the red herrings in there? Got all of us talking. We're talking about characters that nobody would have ever been interested in. Who the hell would have thought in 2021, somebody would be like, Hey, you think the grim reaper is going to show up on the show? <laughs> nobody, but man, they put a little mask and a little cut scene to somebody caught. And all of a sudden somebody's bringing up the grim reaper. And I'm glad they didn't go with the grim reaper. Cause nobody would have cared. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what I mean though it, it teased enough so they brought us along for the ride I think the only thing that really hurt them at the end of the day though was you had the bar set I understand it's not Marvel but it's Disney Plus you had the bar set with Mandalorian and the Mandalorian to, to launch the ships that it's launching going into what four up four different shows next season mm-hmm. or next year I should say or this year later this year why am I saying even next year it's this year mm-hmm. uh to launch those ships they had to make some big moves and they pretty much every other episode we were getting huge revelations and fixing things from the past and and then you know hey just when you thought that this show couldn't get any better here's luke skywalker for you yeah. uh, doing darth vader things and of course drawing the uh, rogue one comparison mm-hmm. so i mean it was up against that so it was never going to win as far as like okay because it was always going to be south of somebody's expectations but i think they did it well i think it was a very good show i feel like it got us to where we need to be going forward in this phase uh so uh, i know it's a long way around it but I, I guess that's not there's no real short answer for that yeah it was a great it was a great uh first crack at marvel doing their mcu tv and the reason i say mcu tv is because we've seen agents of shield we've seen runaways we've seen you know all these other shows um and and you know, like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, blah, 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 all those characters. But we've also, we also know that those aren't canon in, in the MCU timeline yet. 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 So um, yeah. I, I, think, I think for them to, you know, first start this, you know, this crack at, okay, we're going to completely tie these shows into the movies. So you must... You, You've got to know if you want to know what's going on and why why is Scarlet Witch? Why are they calling her Scarlet Witch? Her we've never heard her. Why is she being called that? Oh, we'll go back to WandaVision. You've got to you gotta watch WandaVision to know you know to understand this. Um mm-hmm. I, I, I think they did a great job at the show, man. I I you know, I sit back and I see all these TikToks um of people blasting other people because their theories were wrong. And that's you know. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to sit here and put anybody on blast. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell everyone that's listening now, 
fan theories are fan theories only. These these WandaVision was directed, written, you know, uh, filmed months before they even started this. They knew what was going on. We we don't. So it's fun to speculate. So, you know, we, we can sit here and we can say uh, the aerospace engineers, Reed Richards, that's easy. But in real, you know, reality, it's kind of like, well, they probably didn't think that three, four months ago when they were writing it. So, like, how how would that make sense back then? Um, so, I and to go into the next phase or the next show with Falcon Winter Soldier, I'm going to say it right now. I don't think a lot of people are going to be theorizing anything. I think we're going to be completely thrown off with what we're going to get. It's mm. going to be a brand new, I mean, literally a brand new hitter you know, up at, up at the plate. Um, people are going to be, you know, really fascinated with it, but I also think they're going to be like, um, all right, let's go to the next one. Like, like next episode, please. Like WandaVision had so much to talk about because there were so many things to talk about. I feel like Falcon Winter Soldier is just going to be straight on straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be some hints, some um, Easter eggs in there, but I mean, overall, it's not going to I, I, I posed this question on our Twitter a couple of weeks ago and I said, is Falcon Winter Soldier going to be better, worse or about the same? And a lot of people commented and said, we can't really answer that because it's on a whole different playing field. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. Uh, you, you can't you can't say what's going to be better. You can't say it's going to be worse. You just got to take it as it is. And I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, um, the, with that, like I said, Rockinary said it's gonna be shred of action, action, action. Like I said, one division, we got a story, we got feeling, you know, we got you know little motions here and there, and I think it goes back to the fact that we've been spoiled and hot and thirsting for Marvel, and that was the thing. So we finally brought something out after we was going crazy because we haven't seen anything. So I think that and the expectation that this was the first. Um, show that's that starting this off kind of had us high and was like looking here and there but I think um, like I said we just was so dead with Marvel for so long and they spoiled us because every movie had a connection or they had a, a, a Easter egg you know remember Cap- Iron Man 2 I believe with the Captain America um, shield so they kind of spoiled so when the fans go off you can't really blame the fans because y'all been doing it to us since Iron Man 1, <laughs> you know? So, but I think Falcon Punch should be more like, they said there's more action. Um, I know a rumor said you might see a, a, a mutant in there. Um, What's his name? Um, Omega Red supposed to be showing up in there, but we going but I'm not going to think, I'm just going to watch and see what happens because, you know, I don't want to be like, oh yeah, this is, no, I learned my lesson from this one, so it's gonna sit back and relax and enjoy ride, see where it goes. Spot, spot on. People are gonna learn their lesson. That's the biggest takeaway. People are gonna sit here and they're gonna be like, "Well, I'm just not gonna." <laughs> you, all these speculation, these people posting videos and and tweets about it, it. It, I promise you guys, it is going to be so quiet. People are gonna be like, "Nope." I was even for me and on, on our podcast, I really do believe like we got, I think everyone got the Agnes was Agatha Harkness. I, I think yeah. a majority of people got that, but that was also like, I feel like they said they put that out there enough for us to figure that one out. Um, the rest of them was bad. Nah, no, the dark hole, that one, whoo, that one got me. <laughs> I was like, 
Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> and and Ken, mm-hmm. I'm a question for you is as soon as you saw that book, did that take you to Agents of Shield? Like me? I immediately screamed out Colson. Where <laughs> yeah. is he? Yeah. I yeah. The, the minute I saw that book, I'm like, oh, that's the dark hole. Oh, Oh, okay. <laughs> Where is Colson? Where is everybody? Because yep. if you have not been watching Agents of Shield, you know the Darkhold is a part of that. So now, it, mm. can we just officially say AOS is a part of the MCU? Yeah, it's, I, a, it's I, a done deal. Yeah, I th- I think so. Um, I think it, in a grand scheme of things, it's like bits and pieces. Like I think up to up to season two was it, it was definitely a part of the MCU and then they're, you know, keep on going a little bit, a couple of seasons later, it kind of went off on its own track. And then it kind of came back around with the dark hole and with, you know, Robbie Reyes and all that. And um, that's immediately when I saw that dark hole, I was like, okay, if that's going to be in the MCU, there's your opening for ghost rider. There's your mm-hmm. opening for so many other, I mean, like I, Again, there's my speculation going. How'd she elsewhere. get it? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's she had to take it from him. Yeah, yeah. I look. I I also want to say, can we please sign a petition, start something to have Catherine Hahn, no matter what villain, hero, nosy neighbor she is, can we she can she please stay in the MCU? She is perfect. I I love her. I mean, what she wanted to say, I, I know where to find you when you, when I need you. So she's gonna be here. She got to because if Wanda's on the next chapter, the stock sharing stuff, she gotta be. Here. She gotta show up again because she's locking now because Wanda needs that training or whatever she needs to, from her. She need to get it from her, and she gotta find her. And Wanda ain't going nowhere, so she's not gonna go nowhere too. I don't think. Right. I, I saw agree. a funny interview with Catherine Hahn where she's talking about WandaVision and all that. And she was like, I knew nothing about this world. So I'd come in and there'd be like this drawing board and be like, this is what your next scene is. And this is what you're going to do. And it's going to link to this and you're going to have the dark hole and all that. And she's, she's like, okay. All right. Okay. All right. right. (laughs) Cool. Just, she hadn't read. The, the the thing that I will say is a shining experience for this, though, is uh, I'll, I'll just throw it out there. For the three vendors, of course, we like to have a lot of fun. So we did let, uh, you guys will hear it soon, but uh, we, we did let uh, Diesel have his uh, victory lap because he was the one that was saying that nobody was going to be right. So he got he got his victory lap. But the fun part about his victory lap is he had a little fun with, oh, it wasn't this person, it wasn't that person. And he did that. But then he said something that resonated with me. And I never thought I'd hear him. He was like, but at the end of the day, last two episodes really good. It ended well. And I was just like, because he coming hated, from Diesel, that's he huge. hated this show. He thought this was the worst show he's ever watched. He was cussing at me that I made him watch it. And then he came into the last two episodes and was like, oh, well, you got to remember, he doesn't read comic books. Yeah. He didn't mm-hmm. care about this, the teasers. He didn't care about any of that. He was like, listen, I want, I, I want the MCU. He's an MCU fan. He doesn't, he doesn't read into it, which is fine. That's, that's the greatest, that's the best pulse you can have is somebody who, who doesn't read into it. Doesn't, he doesn't, he didn't care about, you know, he's like, I don't care about these Easter eggs. I want, I want to know where this story is going. I want to see where this connects into what I want to see. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that at the end of the day, he ended up liking it was like, okay, well, that's, that was good enough for me. Cause I thought I was going to talk to him, especially after the last, the next to last episode, he was like, he's like, that was good. I was like, Okay. Okay. And then when it came to the finale, I didn't even ask him. He just was like, 
oh man, I really enjoyed that. Cause I guess Ron had said that he didn't like it as much because <laughs> he was wrong. <laughs> he was one of those people who was, who took it a little hard that he was wrong, but, but Diesel was like, I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it ended perfectly. And I was like, okay. So I, I was really a little, little peak there. It was kind of interesting to me, but like I said, as a person who doesn't read comics, that's, that's the guy you have to, to really look at me and Ron read comic books. He doesn't, he's, he's, he's the, he's the audience that you're supposed to be reaching. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if it reached him, that means it's going to reach anybody. And, and plus, and that, okay, my bad. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. sorry. No, no. Just, actually, I was going to piggyback off something you said, Drake. Too is with this show, and actually, I'm going to make a statement. And then I want to pose a question to the panel. With this show being the first MCU property that we have seen in well over a year, I think the anticipation from the fans from the mainstream fans and the comic fans was super huge. And I think that that's what sparked all the fan theories because everybody has been so anticipating something post end game post far from home. If you want to make the connections there. So let me say this, this was originally supposed to be the second show on the slate. Falcon and winter soldier was supposed to come out first. Had the original lineup stayed and Wanda was coming second after Falcon Winter Soldier, do you think the show would have done as well as it did? Um, well, first of all, we got to dial back a little bit more because Black Widow was coming before all this stuff came out. So well, that true, was true, true, true. Jumping off of Falcon. But I think, um, I mean, it depends how Falcon and with the soldier, which I think is going to be excellent, how it ended, and if it was hyped up enough and people were enjoying it, they would jump to the next one. Um, that's what I think would have happened with Wanda. Um, I think it would have been okay. I, I'll, like I said, it's the first thing we got in, in, the, in the, over a year. So, you know, the hype is there. But I think if Falcon and Winter Soldier delivered, or and it will deliver, I believe, um, this it would have helped out WandaVision to us. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. Um, I, I think regardless what came first or what came second, I, I think the hype around it will still be different. It's like I what I alluded to earlier. It's two completely different things. Mm. You know, like Dre said, Falcon Winter Soldier, action, action, action. But WandaVision's all sorcery and, you know, magic and talking about backstory and, talking about two characters, um, you know, when we get more about that. And and each episode, it kind of slowly said, like, we're going to tell you this, but you got to wait. And I feel like mm-hmm. with Falcon and Winter Soldier, it'll do the same thing, but I don't think it'll have that cliffhanger like every episode did. I really do believe that we'll get, we'll get like a, like they'll, they'll go somewhere, meet up some somewhere, and then it'll end and then we'll pick up the next episode. So there's no... Like, oh, my God, dude, you know, what's going on? But with WandaVision, it's more of, you know, when Agatha had her kids and said, that's chaos magic. That means you're the Scarlet Witch. People were like, yo, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what's next? Like that. It, it's more of that. And I feel like regardless, wherever that came in first, second, third, fourth, when you hear that and you're like, I haven't heard. She has not been called Scarlet Witch in seven years of, since her appearance that's huge. That's, I mean, that's going to have hype around it. So um, I, I think again, regardless of where it's where, where it was slated, I still think it would, it would have delivered, honestly. 
I think that it's, it, it, I'm going to play both sides here. Devil's advocate for both sides. I think that it wouldn't have had as big of an effect because we would have already been watered down a bit with MCU content. Uh, but I think it would have had a huge effect because those two things that we were supposed to get first are more earthly guns, martial arts, human beings, storylines. It's more human. It's more down to earth. And that would have just been like, okay, you know, there's not really infinity stones. There's not space in these two things. There's, you know, a guy who's a hundred year old soldier who had his arm ripped off and he's metal, but that's still a little more believable than a sorceress from the multiverse or a synthetic Android or another witch who's 450 years old, you know, so both of them would be more believable scenarios. Then we would have gotten to WandaVision and you probably would have seen a lot more people to be honest. I think it being its first one helped it's grasp by the watchful eye because it didn't give us enough time to question everything because your average fan is going to be like, what the hell is this? You know, like this is, this is kind of, this is kind of obscure for me. This is, this is obscure for me. This is out in left field, you know, sorcery, you know, she's created her own dimension that's sitcoms and, and they're on the outside. And then what time is it? You know, like I, I, we were so ready for something. Just give us something that I think we had less people questioning. And now, looking back at it as if it came out in the order it was supposed to come out, you would have had started with more human aspects of the MCU. Everyday soldiers. And then we would have gotten the sorcerer. And so I think that it's a hard question to answer. I mm. do think it would have been as good but I don't think it would have been as talked about. If that makes I, sense. I, I just, I, I get what you're saying because I kind of agree with it. I, I think that Falcon and Winter Soldier is a, is, is a guaranteed bet. Uh, you're playing with house money. It's the same thing we've been used to. We were just talking about for better or for worse. It's the same thing we've been used to in the MCU. So it's not, it's not like you're reinventing the wheel for that show. So no matter where that comes out, it's going to do well because we're used to the superhero beat up, you know, go on to the next thing, beat up the next guy etc etc uh i do think it would have it, it did definitely behoove wandavision to come out first in this case because if it would have came out second i don't know maybe people would have been like well you know we saw it we tried it we're we're good uh we're gonna just move on to the next the next thing instead of dealing with this again i mean i don't think I, either way it would have hurt uh falcon and winter soldier but it would have definitely not done as well if it had come out after yeah that's it's one of those really good questions that I think this show really benefited from it. And I think that's what caused so many fans to come up with really crazy theories, because if you really break down the story of Wanda Maximoff post end game, they tied in so many different comic stories that everybody that goes to the shops each week and reads the comics every day, you had an idea what they're going with Avengers disassembled. One of my personal favorite Avengers stories of all time, Tom King's the vision was influenced in there vision quest like rich touched upon from avengers west coast mm -hmm. they tied in so many different elements and they juggled it very well like that's the one thing that i think this show doesn't get enough credit for 
is they borrowed just enough from each story and made it into the show that you didn't feel like, okay, they're telling one story, but it was also like they're giving enough respect to each story with a little bit here and there that it wasn't so overwhelming. Like everybody ran with House of M because of a wine bottle. And it's like, no, if you really sit down and break it down, it's not that at all. There are elements they're borrowing from it, sure. But is it House of M? No, because if you know the whole story with it, obviously there's a certain M word that has not been said in the MCU yet, which I'm still calling they're going to say in Eternals because that's going to have so much Easter eggs in it. It's going to look like an entire football field. That's how, <laughs> what I really think of Eternals to really get people to watch it. Sorry, that's my official take on that movie. But anyway, I digress. So with WandaVision, they had enough that it just was causing the fan base to get involved and for all the mainstream fans to just watch the movies and the tv shows they were starting to take some vested interest and start taking some guests and i think that it just helped build the hype for this that the show being so different than what we've seen with the mcu so far which i personally loved because like rich touched upon it when it gets to be you know wash rooms repeat what's the incentive to you know continue it this had a whole different vibe to it and then they did the slow burn build then when you get to episode four and you hear that Jimi Hendrix song, mm-hmm. everything changed. Mm-hmm. And then they still go further and they're still giving you a little Easter eggs here and there, which might have been sensory overload. Sure. But for a property such as Wanda and Vision, who, let's face it, to the mainstream audience, are they really household names prior to this show? Debatable. Post-show? Damn right. It had to help them really get more people involved. Like the Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. Guardians in the MCU, not a household name. And I think, and I think also um what WandaVision did is like a, a, a show it shine a light on mental um mental health a lot. And Great call I mean people can relate some people relate to what she's going through. So that's kind of so it was deep. It was deep um deep enough but entertaining at the same time. But if so, but a touch different bases, you know, then it was the family thing, you know, big on family, families first and everything else. So it was different elements of this show that touched different parts of people that people could relate to. And I think that's why as well, it was so successful in my opinion as well. It also did, it, it made a lot of, it made a lot of former films and previous films that we've seen that much better in my opinion. Age of Ultron, I ooh, now that I've seen this, it makes it so much better. Um, <laughs> I, Would you I, say it, it's a good movie, JT? Yeah, yeah, I, I love Age of Ultron. Okay, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, I, I have to settle this Twitter debate because I know when this this topic comes up, we we get hit on Twitter a lot about this. So I I, I genuinely love the movie. I think, in the movie's sake, in the whole MCU, it's in the top eight, in my top eight. Okay, but for for the four Avengers films, it is the weakest. I will give you that. I I, I think okay. I think people I think people take that and and kind of mix, like mix it up. I I feel like when they hear Age of Ultron, they're like, oh, that's the worst one, or that's one of the worst movies. It's like, okay, but is it the worst Avengers movie or is it worse the worst MCU movie? Because yeah. we know, I mean, we know. Even look. Even having Darcy and Jimmy Woo and Monica, like these names who are brand new, not brand new, but Darcy and Jimmy Woo, let's just go with there. They took 
sidekick characters and C-list characters. I'll even go C-list. And they made them – I mean, Jimmy Woo freaking blew up. Like, <laughs> like yeah. what? I mean, I mean, Darcy has her own, you know, her that that whole click that she has. You know, people, fans will go to her for you know whatever and want her back in the MCU as as much as they can get. Jimmy Woo, everybody wants an Agent Agents of Atlas show with him on there or like a um, X Files type thing. Like, I mean, you you don't get that with them not being in it. And I and I'm not gonna lie, when this show was first announced and they said they're going to have. Randall Park and Kat Dennings reprise their roles. I was like, what the hell? Where, like, where is this going? Like two characters from two completely different, you know, franchises, not franchises, but movie franchises, mm-hmm. putting in one about a show about a witch and a robot. Like where, like that's, that's when it really started when I was like, okay, what is, what is there even going to talk about what what is this show going to be about but no have knowing that that backstory that it was wanda who stopped the bomb it was i mean their fam their whole family ties which uh you don't you can now get rid of magneto ever being put as her father in the mcu that's done um unless unless they unless somehow they you know just write him in there. maybe he dropped them dropped them off at those people stoop to protect mm-hmm. them. Maybe I don't. I don't. That, that would just feel like that would just feel like fan fan writing at that point. If they're going to do anything, they would have one of the, one of the Magnetos play him in the um, as the father, but um, and not call him Magneto. Just just call him some something else. Um, yeah. But then in the show, you you realize that this is why it's now sitcoms because Wanda loves sitcoms. Um, you you don't really get you that. If we're being honest, that's the last time we saw Wanda ever be genuinely happy is back then. Was before the Every, everything else growing up, she was a, you know, she she was a volunteer for the for uh Strucker and the Mindstone. And then she gets her powers. That's gotta be world shaking. And then she goes and fights a robot to fight the Avengers, and then she has her brother killed and then she's stuck at home and then she kills a bunch of people in Lagos and then (laughs) vision dies and then vision dies again. And then like, it's just, it's so many things and you don't really get to see her ever have a happy moment until we see that as she's a young Wanda Maximoff in this, this uh, show. So it's a really good um, adaptation of the emotional roller coaster that people Mm -hmm. go through. Um, Trauma. yeah it, i mean it, it it was i i i just can't say enough about this show honestly and i don't think that has a bad saying to what falcon and winter soldier is going to be mm-hmm. because i still think it's going to be great but man wandavision it, it's it, it's it's high up on there it, it really is they also really brought home in those final scenes that they did during the uh, episode before the finale when she takes her through the quote-unquote reruns of her life mm-hmm. she's like you came home after five years you reappeared after five years and you had no one mm-hmm. parents were dead your brother's dead vision's dead so 
I don't blame you for wanting to create this, Wanda. You're not a villain for this. You know, we've all lost things and we all would do, you know, even Spectrum or whichever name they're going to plan on giving her um, says, you know, I'd want my mom back. If I had your powers and your ability, I'd bring my mom back in a heartbeat. And can we just say what a great job Tiana Paris did on this show? Like I know Catherine Hahn was definitely the MVP, but there's got to be some praise given to Paris about this one. Yeah. I mean, obviously stepping up and just really stealing the scenes when she's in it. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. I did like you grounded in her performance. Because there was a lot lot of, of um, not silliness, but abstractness going on in like Vision's performance and Mm -hmm. Wanda's performance because they're both playing her. Those three, Catherine, Wanda, and Vision, are all playing different decades of themselves and doing it masterfully. Mm -hmm. But when when Rambo's there, she's grounded. She's the straight laced Mm -hmm. character. She's Mm -hmm. she's dialing in the performance in her facial features in her eyes even when someone else is delivering lines if you watch her eyes and her face she's she's hearing them she's not just hearing them as as an actress hearing someone else's dialogue she's hearing them as monica rambo and reacting how monica rambo would so yeah i mean i think you could give every main character on the show an emmy i mean every one of them were emmy performances well, you definitely got to throw Elizabeth Olsen in there, obviously, with the work she did. Paul Bettany did an amazing job, too. Uh, even when they had to go with old vision versus new vision and just doing the little subtle differences between them when they're uh, having those interactions. I mean, how, how, um, how cool is that? That wisdom, that vision wins a battle with, with his mind and wisdom. He do <laughs> they had a whole discussion. That was just hilarious. How he went a battle with his mind. They have to fight it like that. I was, I love that. The, part. Look, <laughs> when I, I took, I, I took um, some classes in college, and when they talked about the ship of Theseus, I was like, ah, oh, yes. <laughs> I was like, that's perfect. The perfect, the perfect like adaptation to vision, fake but real vision, and real but fake vision. Like, which one yeah. is it? They're I both love, vision. Like, I love because it's like over here, you've got two immensely powerful witches doing battles, screaming at each other and being violent. And then you have these two sentient <laughs> minds and one just goes the ship of Theseus. And the other one just goes, mm, ah. yes, agreed. <laughs> mm, yes. Tell Battle me more. Over. But We're yes. done. <laughs> Good talk. I've got to go. Press, press <laughs> this button right here and then I can remember everything. All right. Oh, well, Bye. I also, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see where he comes back or spectral vision comes back. I'm really excited. Um, I think it would be a good idea to bring him back in Armor Wars, mm-hmm. but I don't know because he is a creation of Tony. Yes, Tyler was obviously trying to build a weapon. He was yeah. trying to weapon. He succeeded, you know, in right. weaponizing Vision. So he would be perfect for bringing him back with. And Rhodey would just be like, "Wait a second, <laughs> yeah, Vision." Wait, yeah, why are you white? <laughs> you get a paint job, a little detail work. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, Vision says, "Yeah, I went to uh, um, pimp my ride." Yeah. <laughs> oh, but incredible! I, I, I think a good thing too about this show is as much praise and adoration we're giving this show. They do, y'all. They set up this future perfectly. Mm-hmm. They they have set up. I mean. 
Monica's now going to be in um, Captain Marvel 2 and in Sister yep. Invasions. Mm-hmm. Um, Wanda, we know Wanda's going to be literally the main focal point. I, I tweeted this out in my kind of like overall discussion about it. Wanda is the Tony Stark or the RDJ in this last, you know, kind of, he was kind of the main one. I feel like Wanda is going to be this main focal point in this um, MCU moving forward. I, I feel like everything is going to be directly tied in to her as everything was to Tony. Um, I, I mean, Wanda's going to be back in Spider-Man 3. She's going to be back in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. She might be back in something else. Who knows? Well, and there's, um, there's a huge possibility that this is what gets the Eternals' attention. It could be. I mean, the one thing about this is now that we know that she is truly the Scarlet Witch now. I mean, obviously, this was the whole origin story for her. Right. And then she has the dark hole and she's now searching for her lost children. And we do know in some way, shape and or form, we are getting a young Avengers project, whether it's a, a movie, whether it's a Disney plus show. I don't know. Can't speculate that far, but with everything that is coming out, obviously we do know that there is uh, team members on all the next Disney plus shows. The Patriot is going to be in Falcon winter soldier. America Chavez is going to be in Loki. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kate Bishop is in the Hawkeye series. Mm-hmm. Anything after that is fair game. Obviously, we know Miss Marvel is going to be there. Could they add her to Young Avengers? Sure. Let's just say for discussion's sake. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a catalyst for what's going on. And plus, with her sons being a focal point of Young Avengers, we do know there is a Kang tie-in. And we are going to see Kang earliest... Uh, Quantumania. Uh, oh, I, I believe they. I believe actually they said he's going to be at bits and pieces in uh, Loki. Okay, I, I could so, definitely see that with the yeah, time. I, uh, I, that's where I thought he was going to be introduced. Honestly, it see, makes, I got a weird. It makes more I got sense. Yo, well, you know, what? I got a weird feeling they're going to do a Mortis there first because that would be just the curveball to throw everything on. And if you don't know who that character is, I don't even want to get into it. That's a Google story that just, yeah, we just, just don't have time to go down. So just, just Google trust it. me on that. Yeah, so, I mean, they could definitely tie in that. So I think Wanda is going to be the catalyst for that. And obviously where her sons tie in, that's where I think we're going to see Agatha Harkness back mm-hmm. in that Young Avengers project, whatever it's going to be. And then the rumors about, okay, sorry, King. No, no, go right, Dre. And then the rumors, I heard about Eternals, if I'm not mistaken, they said that it was a big threat that's going to bring them back together. I don't know if they said what the threat's going to be, but if Wanda is like the Iron Man of this new multiverse we're going into, that could be what they was mentioning. Because I know they said it's a threat that they have that brought them back out of hiding. We don't know yet. So that could be a possibility. I don't know. She, she could, well, you know, she could be, it just depends on how they want to play it because I think that this next phase of the MCU and we've already seen it here just a little bit is going to be time and time travel mm-hmm. because as we saw with WandaVision, we got a small taste of that going from the fifties to the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So we have seen that we do know Kang is going to be a major force in the next phase to what degree is anybody's guess. And I think once you mix those two together, because they do have some history, that could lead into what brings the Avengers back. Like my early guess is they're going to do Avengers Forever as the next major movie. 
So yes. could that be the case? And obviously it ties everybody together. Sure. Absolutely. So I think that, yeah, she could definitely be the uh, RDJ of this next phase. It just depends on how they want to play her because with her being arguably the most powerful character now in the MCU, that opens up a lot of doors. Mm-hmm. And if they really want to try doing a House of M type or even a Dawn of X type, which I don't know if they necessarily would, but obviously if you want to bring the X-Men in, there's a couple different ways to do it. She could definitely be an easy way to do it. It's anybody's guess. Yeah. I know I know we're this is gonna kind of go off a beaten path a little bit, but we all heard about the the rumor of the new uh kind of X-Men title that they've come out with. Um, they're under the work title or something. It's called the mutants. The, the original, the original Stan Lee name for the X-Men were the mutants and uh, Kevin Feige is going to be over that. So that's about, again, just, you know, take it with a grain of salt. It's just a rumor that's going out there, but Kevin Feige is going to be under it and it's going to be under the working title of the mutants. So it, we're getting so there. It's, it's not, <laughs> The yeah. wheelchair academy? No, I don't think so. I, <laughs> oh. the, gotcha. the the Jean Grey. I academy. saw that. I saw a meme. They were like, since everybody loves Umbrella Academy so much, let's just make the X Men the wheelchair academy. I heard like, about that. Oh, good lord! It's like, <laughs> oh no, I don't know, Rich, you got to take deserve others? that. I mean, wheelchair academy is good with me. Uh, whatever whatever sells i mean mutants is good with me as well but whatever sells i mean yeah i mean just whatever feige wants to do with it but he knows with the fantastic four and x-men now coming into the fold and everything that comes with it they're going to take their time doing it because they want to make sure they do it right we don't want to go down the dark phoenix hole and just absolutely burn everything (laughs) up in the third movie this show did dark phoenix better than both dark phoenix movies oh yeah Yeah, facts. Which is proof that yeah, yeah. MCU, if down the road they want to, in no, 10, just just twelve years. Let it go. I mean, yeah, whole no, last I think they, I think they've they've went like that was us kind of saying we could if we want to, <laughs> we could, but we don't have to. Yeah, right. Yeah, we just did it better than you. Yeah, that whole scene when she was dormant of power was Phoenix. It was like Dark Phoenix. I was like, what, what is Jean Grey now? Like, this, it looked just looked better than all the all the other graphics of the other movies. But that one scene, she just absorbing everything and turning into what she turned into. You know. But back with Ken um, comment about Magneto, um, I don't know how they're going to work it as her being him, her being his daughter, but they might need to do that because he have Polaris. So they could probably leave her alone and just make Polaris's daughter and things like that. I mean, what you think about that, guys? I it, it Polaris all, it, is obscure for mainstream. She is, but this is one of the things with Disney Plus that I could see them taking a shot with her. And we we know with the gifted, she was on there. And actually, yeah. it was a big focal part, which I know uh, Dom from J- from East Coast Avengers, a big gifted fan. And enjoyed it show. I did enjoyed that show. It was yeah, good. and the fans really gravitated towards her. So it it's not out of the realm of thought. I don't think they will do that for the movie. But I could. The one thing with the X Men line is like if they really want to go like rename it Disney X instead of Disney Plus, they could probably do that. Come out with twelve different shows, and that would be yep. way too much sensory overload. And I don't even want to go down that that direction but 
I, I think they're going to definitely tie in Magneto to Scarlet Witch. I think that that is probably a safe bet once they figure out what direction they want to go with. How to do mm-hmm. it, yeah. Now, I I, I want to <laughs> – we can kind of either mull over it or we can get it out of the way and just not talk about it. Um, did they do Quicksilver, quote-unquote, uh, Pietro Maximoff, quote-unquote, or uh, Ralph Boner? Did they do that any justice, or do you think that was just like a – Haha, ha, screw you people who thought uh, this was yeah. the Fox verse. Because yeah, they're, they're, when, when I saw right. Evan, when I saw Evan Peters pop up, there was not a single thought that he was from the X, X-Men universe or the Fox universe. And let me tell you why. If I'm Kevin Feige and I'm running this show and I am, you know, kind of telling pulling the strings a little bit, I personally would not want to bring anybody from that universe over. Because do you understand how many questions I would have had to how bad this was written or how bad this was done or any of that? Like the questions that he would have would be, I I don't even think he could have answered any. I don't think he wants that headache. I, I, I do believe that he wants to just completely start over. And I think it's a smart idea. Um, and I think when he does start over and when they do bring a new X-Men group in, mm-hmm. don't start with the ones that we're already familiar with. Go further into these characters that have, you know, deeper backstory or, you know, more that, that the casual fans won't know. Like, that's how you need to start it. And also, don't screw over Scott Summers. Like, Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> that, that, that one, that was... Mm-hmm. That was not great, but I, I just think that Evan Peters just bringing here was just a meta nod to a lot of things kind of like, yeah, you, we understand, you know, where he's from, but he's not, that's not him. Don't, don't overthink this, that kind of thing. It was, it was, it was a master level trolling. It was beautiful. It was like, it's that. like yep. something to make Diesel have a tear in his eye. With a tear in his eye, man. It, it, it was. That's all it was. Think about it. even the name Ralph Boner. Yeah. They, they were telling you when you when you get that reveal, they were telling you exactly what they were doing. They knew that they gave a boner to everybody out there, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and and they just stuck it to us. And that was that was perfect, though. That's what you should do. You you know, there was no intent ever to make that character Quicksilver. There was no intent ever to you know make that a, a, to to bring anybody over from that universe. They'll, they'll go full through, through a full new casting when they're ready and their time and all that happy jazz. But. Uh, I thought that that was that was beautiful, man. Like I, and I, right when it happened, I was like, "It's not him. This is great." I'm like, I love the fact that they brought brought the character back, but they 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 knew what they were doing. It was it's trolling. It was good stuff, man. Well, even his pop has quotes around the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like his pop has quotes, Pietro yeah. Maximoff. Yep, yep. I was yeah. like, when that came out, like three episodes ago, when his pop debuted or or was shown, mm-hmm. I was like, they're telling us right then and there. They're telling us right now, like, dude, don't, don't yeah. think this. We're we're to- we're toying with you. I need, just I need like Bettany, just yeah. like <laughs> Bettany toyed with you, saying who the big cameo was. I've always wanted to work with this Perfect. guy. I was like, because mm. then that yeah. got us going. Like, well, who's he been in movies with? We're on IMDb. We're like, okay, was Bettany in this with McKellen? Yep. Oh, he was in Da Vinci Code. Mm-hmm. Oh, has he has he been with Hugh Jackman in a movie? Oh, uh, it could be Wolverine. You know, like mm-hmm. it was perfect. Oh, Bettany literally just—I mean, 
uh, I don't know if he was trying to do that. He, he from the interview on uh, Good Morning America, he almost sounded like he was it was a bad joke that only he laughed at <laughs> and everybody else mm. didn't. Everybody else was like, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> let, let's start doing this. Let's start doing that. And it's like, oh, oh, perfect. Yeah. I mean, come on. I Paul Bettany was a master level troll. Yeah. Master level. He also said that you're, everybody's going to be real upset when they find out the surprise was me. <laughs> like, and guess what? The yeah, surprise was him. Was him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, me personally, I, I like some of the actors they got from them from the X-Men universe. Um, the old, the, the, I mean, um, the Fox universe. I kind of like some of them. I mean, I do like I like Evan Peters' version of Quicksilver more than the one we got in in this MCU world. My opinion. Um, but like I said, I was you know I was disappointed, but because the multiverse thing was all coming to play, so I just thought that this Quicksilver from another universe and all that stuff. And like I said, they trolled us. They did a good job, and um, he delivered. You know, but we was you know we was screw we was toyed toy with and trolled, and it wasn't him. But yeah, it is what it is. But you know what? At worst case, though, I think they saw the reaction. So if they want to go back and re- and bring Quicksilver back, I mean, they know they can do it. I I don't think we're going to see a lot of the X Men people. I think the only one that maybe maybe is Hugh Jackman because Ryan Reynolds wants to work with him on the next project. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Did Everybody else is going to be retconned. The thing going around was it like we got this covered? Type like it wasn't them who posted it. It wasn't them, but I was I was wondering like Ryan Reynolds is upset. He's he left a meeting no. about. Did you see like, that going around? I, I I did, but I was like, okay, Feige wants Deadpool in the MCU. He the fact he has come out publicly and said that he's going to do one rated R movie in the MCU, and that's Deadpool three. Mm-hmm. He's letting Ryan Reynolds run the ship. I mean. There is no chance Reynolds is going to walk unless he can't get something he wants in the sense of, okay, what's the story you want to do? Okay, we'll make this happen. Because he's basically the big free agent to bring over. Like with anybody else from the MCU, it doesn't, or from the Fox universe, it doesn't matter. I'm sorry. It just, it doesn't. Everybody else is expendable with the exception of Hugh Jackman, if they want to go get him, but obviously with Logan, why? Unless they want to do Old Man Logan. And Ryan Reynolds. That's it. So the fact that they have conceded so many things for Reynolds, he's not walking away unless they said something like he couldn't do the Infinity Gauntlet or something crazy like that. Yeah. (laughs) Or Deadpool kills the MCU. Yeah, like something like that. (laughs) They wouldn't do. You know, that'd be amazing. And I want that on What If. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That'd be good. What if? You can do it on what if. You can do about anything you want on what if. That's one show. I'm very excited for what if. Very excited for it. And I'll be surprised if Ryan Reynolds put that into his movie. Um, Well, you know, I wanted to kill the whole movie universe, but, you know, the the, the executive up up top said I can't do that, so I got to stay nice and friendly. It'd be funny if he put that into a little old line. It could be the credits. The credits could be like, this is how my movie looked. And it literally, the whole credits is him walking into scenes and killing RDJ, killing have Wanda you, Maximoff. Have and y'all that. seen the uh, the deleted in credit scene of uh, Deadpool 2? Yes. You know, you know when he's going back in time with the cables thing? He goes to, he goes to, 
to Ryan Hearn's house. He go, no, no, he goes to the he goes to this like uh, orphanage or this this, this um, it's got a bunch of babies and and oh, Hitler, Hitler. yeah, yeah, and and, and he walks over to one of the cribs and he's like <laughs> pumping himself up and he's like, all right, you can do this, you got this, you got this, and the <laughs> the camera pans over and the baby crib said. A Hitler, <laughs> and, you, and and he's like, no, no, you can't do this. No, you got to do this. You got to do this. And I was like, oh my god, that was perfect. Uh, yeah, it was perfect. Uh, it was it was just some stupid that somebody had probably posted to get clicks, and mm-hmm. and like I was even I was it was last night while watching AEW, and I was kind of scrolling, and I was like, wait a second, and there really wasn't any story to it. It was just like. He marched out of a meeting and he's angry and he's leaving Deadpool three and I was like okay and but then I didn't see anything else so I was like why would someone just were they just looking for something to say to to get people worked up I I think the problem that we live in now is and this will kind of tie in with with WandaVision is everybody wants to have that big exclusive and even if it's not real. If there's like a little fraction of possibility, they're running with it. And this is something that, okay, even if it's clickbait, people are just so amped up to see new projects from the MCU. And obviously with the X-Men franchise and Fantastic Four coming over, everybody is just running with ideas. I mean, think back a couple of weeks ago when Jennifer Lawrence was allegedly cast as Sue Storm (laughs) and the internet lost their mind for a good day and a half. And it's like, people, pump the brakes. We haven't gotten any casting done. And let alone, they're not going to just do it on a random weekend, especially with WandaVision going on. They're going to pick their places to do this. I mean, Marvel is very calculating about this. If if anything, we may hear some casting news to that degree at San Diego Comic-Con Virtual this year. Because mm-hmm. they'll want to do something big this year. Right. I know last year they they skipped out. This year... I fully think they're going to do something on that level because con season is going to slowly start ramping back up. Obviously we know that there is a live event tentatively scheduled in November Mm -hmm. for San Diego. So you're going to start hearing about those big castings. Then it's just a matter of wait and see when we get there. Right. I mean, and it did it before already. The internet was going crazy when it was um, introducing this and this back to back, this news, this news. So they did it before. So it's got to be, like I said, it's it's hard to be patient being, you know, geeks, nerds, you know, we so want, we love this stuff so much. And it's like just being patient, this could be hard, but we got to learn how to do, how to do that. <laughs> just to wait and see how things play out. Agreed. It's that way. It's that waiting process. We, can, we want it now. Just mm. give it to us now, but nope. Well, this week we are getting a whole special about behind the scenes of WandaVision. So we've got that to look forward to. And then we get Falcon Winter Soldier. We got a teaser trailer released. Yes. Today for Hawkeye. And yes, yes, there's a teaser for Hawkeye and it, it, it kind of makes me think, what's the timeline? How long after Endgame is WandaVision? Uh, three weeks. Directly after, right? Three, three weeks? Three weeks. It's basically directly, so like three weeks. Yeah. So where do you think Falcon and Winter Soldier will be? A month? Roughly around the same time. 
around the same yeah, time. Same, so same are all time. of these going to be like same time, all, different areas? Yeah, this is all stories happening within a month after Endgame mm-hmm. and before Far From Home. Yes, I did. I I actually uh, did like I did like that uh, the end of Wandavision tied into Far From Home because that was the one question that people were confused about. They were like wait isn't sword up in space and far from home why is it like what's going on and a lot of people were confused and that credit scene when the scroll told monica that he wanted to see you i mean just say nick fury we already know it but he was like you know uh he wants to see you up there and she kind of pointed you know looked up and smiled like okay now you have an idea that that is nick fury and that is sword up there in uh space at the end of far from home no, I, I'm going to say all these projects are going to be right around that same time because with Endgame, that was the, the big reset button. So every project we're going to see from Disney Plus right now is going to be directly a month after give take from where we're going to be. And I think that for Falcon Winter Soldier, it's going to obviously tie directly into from Endgame in that time frame because as we saw, Steve Rogers was aged properly since he went back in time to put the Infinity Stones, he decided to stay there. He can no longer be Captain America. It's going to be, okay, who's going to get the shield now? And this is going to play off the uh, 80s uh, story of Mark Renwell, the rest in peace, wrote when they decided to switch it up and bring in uh, the U.S. agent. And, uh, <laughs> you know, obviously was, that whole... I was waiting for yeah. us to get to this because I actually told... Uh, my buddies Logan and Josh, uh, after AEW, said, I can't wait for you all to meet U.S. Agent in this next show. And if you really want to know how somebody feels about U.S. Agent, <laughs> listen to the ODPH. Because <laughs> go back and read U.S. Agent. Like, there is, you may hate him more than Jar Jar Binks. We don't know yet, but you could. <laughs> I mean, obviously, that means he's great. U.S. Agent has to be great if Ken M hates him. He hates Cody Rhodes' pyro. Cody Rhodes' pyro is great. There's nothing great that he doesn't hate. That's that's what he does. That's his gimmick. How I much is like... in your Kool-Aid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy. Oh, oh I my mean, God. I mean, no. I mean, if he's... they would have casted better, we'd be okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not nothing against the actor playing him. But I mean, I could think of uh, what I would have liked to see out of my USA agent. Let's do it right. Let's do it tongue in cheek. Let's just do Mr. America, Hulk Hogan. Put him under the Mr. America gimmick. He's U.S. agent. Nah, nah, John Cena. We can do that. You know, I, I thought John Cena as well, but I mean, I understand John Cena's busy doing other things, but I'm just saying, let's do it tongue-in-cheek. We'll do Mr. America, but it's U.S. agent, and it'll be going to be Hulk Hogan. He just comes on, and what you going to do? Just one episode. Just what you going to do, brother? And then they're just like, no, next, and then that's it. I think that'd been good. I, I think you you might actually hear the U.S. agent say that line too, <laughs> I, in, in this show. Like, I'm sorry, the U.S. agent is just one of the worst characters in all of comics. No, the one I can't stand the most is the Sentry. Oh, if I've I noticed. see this, if I see the Sentry show up in the MCU, I'm that's my Jar Jar level of hate. Damn, oh, okay. but, but, but Ken, but Ken, and Kevin, we trust. Like we, 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 we got, we got to, we got to agree to that. Come on, it can make the uh, a like a character be likable. It's possible. Like I would, I would. Let me counter with this, Dre. Have you ever read that story with the U.S. agent? A little bit, but yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Like I'm I'm sorry. He 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 is just he's the guy that I lift things up and put them down. And they give him the powers of cap they give him the shield of Captain America. And he is like literally the biggest idiot running around. And he is just like a, a yes, sir, and everything they ask him to do. And he like completely ruins the image of Captain America. And that's why he gets like brainwashed and comes back as even a worse jerk than he already was. Like, I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, it's just like, basically, they just keep throwing gasoline on this dumpster fire and keep going and spinning them in more books. Okay, change my casting. Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's in. Now. You heard it now. here. You heard it here. the Avengers. Now. <laughs> Will's the shield. There is a, a little bit of Avengers assembled that they could pull in as the next Avengers crossover. Because if you watch the Avengers assembled show, it's after a long separation. They've been separated mm-hmm. for like a long period of time. And it's all about them reforming the Avengers. Mm-hmm. So that's, there's, there's some pretty good stories in that animated series, which that animated series caused a huge, huge ass theory for WandaVision that Hayward was Ultron all along and he was going to shapeshift. That was one of the theories that got busted um, because there's this entire, there's this old rich white guy who dressed very similar to Hayward and he shifts into Ultron. He's been playing them the whole time and it was me the whole time, Tony. And uh, so, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's so many directions they could go. Um, and I, you know, we've talked about speculation. I don't want to do too much of that, but with the Hawkeye trailer, Fury looked a little different in the trailer. We don't know this is sometime after Endgame, possibly, or they could swerve us, and it's before Endgame. We don't know. Okay, I, I have a question right quick. So, Far From Home, okay, since these these shows are kind of like right behind, after Endgame, is Far From Home ahead of, uh, of first past these shows that we get now? I'm confused. A little Far bit. from home is set about eight eight months after Endgame. Okay. Yeah, because okay, okay, it, okay, the right. the two reasons that I kind of figured that out was at the very beginning, Betty Brant and her little like new like high school newscast was like eight months ago, a team of superheroes oh, okay, banded okay, together okay. and blah 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 blah. So yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, so right now on right, Disney Plus, what we're seeing is. Okay everything that gets us too far from home. Right. Oh, okay. okay. And then boom, we get Spider-Man three. Oh, and okay. Back okay. off to the races. Cool. And okay. The MCU. So technically the first film we should get is black widow in may, but the first film that was going to continue on is Spider-Man three with, you know, the biggest cast ever. <laughs> Um, allegedly next allegedly next. keep on going <laughs> um so I'll, I'll sprinkle that allegedly all day yeah. on that one they're spending some money yeah mm. they are spending more money than the pyro crew 
at eight. <laughs> well, that, that first of all, that is not hard. But secondly, I will say this: uh, with all the money they're spending, you know what it is? It's because Disney is like, okay, blank check because Sony's paying. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> who, who do yep. we want to bring in? Oh uh, yeah, we were we were thinking this idea. This will work really well for you guys because Sony's sitting back going, hey, we finally made a billion dollars on a movie. We can spend more money, and Disney's like, you absolutely can. Uh, how how much? How far in debt you really want to go? Yeah, and that's really how kind quick of do you want to come on over? Yeah, you know, you need to make a billion dollars. You're gonna stamp that little Marvel Universe studio on your on your movie, and you're gonna make that money again. So let's keep it. Mm-hmm. And, and hey, oh, get oh that yeah, I, get <laughs> I agree they're gonna get paid, but I'm just saying that is what it is. It is it is literally Disney playing with house money. They're like, mm-hmm. man, we don't have to spend like a dime on this movie, and you just get to direct it. Okay, cool. Uh, so what we were thinking was we're going to take some of your old properties. And you know that's how they gassed them up, too. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, it's going to tie back into those old movies. You know the ones that failed? We're going to tie back into them. But <laughs> this is going to make you guys look like a genius. And they were like, yeah. I have a really good Jerry Lynn story about that uh, way of saying, yeah, I can't oh, tell it on this air. But we'll, we'll talk Lynn. about it some, <laughs> some other time. But anyways, that's exactly how that's going to go. That is exactly how yeah. that meeting went. So I... I am saying allegedly, I don't know if they're going to get everybody they said, but they're going to bring in a lot. They're going to get a lot of names in just because they're, they're just, just playing with house money at this point, man. And who isn't going to take that, that money? Like you're telling me Jamie Foxx is going to turn down some electro money just to show up for a day Mm. to put on a costume. (laughs) Like, come on, man. No, nobody's turned it down. I mean, he's still he's still waiting to be spawned. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard anything. And then on top of that, he 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 knows this goes. See, it's gonna make close to over billion. It's gonna make billion dollars. Everybody gonna see me, and this is the most popular thing out right now. So why not take that check for a day? Oh, absolutely. More exposure. I wouldn't be shocked if Bruce Campbell even showed up for (laughs) five seconds in a scene. Oh, he's in it. Oh, he's he's no, he's he's in it. Like, like the like all the easier ones. By the way, Bruce Campbell. If you guys don't know, this is a little horror thing. If you guys like horror movies, Bruce Campbell's going to be in a movie called Black Friday coming out right around Black Friday time this year. It's him and Devin Sawa from uh, Final Destination. Oh, really? Yeah, true story. Uh, the movie is actually done, uh, and they were wanted to release it last year, but you know the little pandemic uh, situation. So they've decided that they put it off, and they're doing some uh, some reshots because now that they got more money because they announced that, and people were like, "Oh, Devin Sawa!" By the way, Devin Sawa making his return in the Chucky series coming to Sci-Fi in USA in the very near future as well. Mm-hmm. Heard about that? So he's he's all Devin Sawa is making a comeback, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Bruce Campbell's in. Come on. Bruce Campbell doesn't turn down pay jobs. He said no more Evil Dead. Then they were like Evil Dead game. And he's like, okay, I'm back. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Game. Why not? We'll do that. <laughs> you know what? I, I just said no more show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for what else to come. I don't want to keep you all too late. It's been great talking about WandaVision. So before we close this thing out, let's all listen and and closely and intently to hear where you can find these amazing panel members rich let us know where you can find you oh yeah i did see plugs earlier uh it's easy uh go to 8122productions.com get all the information there of course uh best way to get a hold of me is on twitter at three fat nerds pod but we're also on facebook instagram and now tiktok thanks to you fine gentlemen 
so three fat nerds pod on all of that just to find us it's, it's a wonderful thing uh three fat nerds podcast anywhere get podcast by searching three fat nerds also stop by that title i'll do this for kind of twitch.tv slash 607 podcast that's right we're doing a whole bunch of stuff we're playing mtg arena over there we're uh doing ufc fights pretty soon we're doing a one chip challenge and possibly a mukbang i got to talk to you about that uh as as part of the uh, 100 subscriber or 100 follower thing uh, and also, of course, every Thursday night, usually at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, unless we can go a little earlier, uh, of course, is 607 Podcast presents The Wrestling Show, myself and uh, Ken M, talking all things pro wrestling. And if you're a pro wrestling fan, you do not want to miss uh, yeah, this, this Thursday, uh, that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, and uh, of course, that that also comes on podcast from a three fat nerds network of podcasting horror zone 607. I, I got too much stuff going on, and people keep trying to add stuff to this. I don't know why, but uh, the uh busiest I'm, I'm man here. in independent podcasting. I, I am, I'm overworked, underpaid by a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I said after that pay per view last night was the fir- one of the first things I said was, I cannot wait for the wrestling <laughs> show this week. Oh, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> Logan, <laughs> my, my buddy Logan was like, "Oh yeah, they're Dude. gonna get ripped a new one." All what, you, what what y'all need to do is y'all need to get the uh, sparklers from like you know Fourth of July and just stick them on the end of the table. <laughs> I, I, I wish, but it's like in New York, it's hard to find sparklers. Oh, yeah, like every few seconds, and, and, you just keep if it was, if this, one. If they would have been, if, if they would have had the decency to do it in the springtime, we'd been in. Yeah, we would because they would have popped up we'll everywhere by then. But like in the winter, get time, some candles. Man, that's a hard feat. I'm gonna try. I'll try. Get some, get some candles. Maybe jump the border, go to PA. That's true. Yeah, I wonder if they're open down there. I'm gonna check. I'll check tomorrow. <laughs> get some, get some Roman can. I don't know how they'll feel about Dragon Master Games. I feel about me late enough fireworks and stuff. But <laughs> it's be better. High. It's better to ask for forgiveness than permission, anyway. <laughs> yes. What was that noise? Nothing. 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 Just, nothing. Don't worry about it. It's, the, it's an exploding barbed wire death match. Damn it! That's what AEW <laughs> that's told what it, That's what it is. <laughs> Ken Am, where can we find uh, you, brother? All right. So if you want to talk of why I hate the U.S. agent for the next six weeks, because trust me, I'm going to be going in on that because I can't see that damn character. And you want to find out what's going on with me, Padawan J, Coach Duffy, who is picking fights on Twitter with wrestling journalists this week. Uh, I got to talk to him. He let me down. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a whole other story with that going on. Uh, simple. Swing on over to OchoDuroParleyHour.com, and you can find the links to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok now, thanks to the East Coast Avengers, uh, inspiring everybody. They're the kings of mm-hmm. a comic TikTok. We'll give them that mm-hmm. little credit. I know JT gets mad when I put them over like that, but it's true because he's always putting out content there each and every time. But if you want to find out everything going on with the ODPH, we got blogs coming out. I got to do some uh, work for Valiant Comics Press, so there'll be something dropping this week about that. Uh, all that and so much more because all the links I, I am forgetting about right now, just went on over to OchoDoorParleyHour.com or hit me up on Twitter at ODParleyHour. Nice. Dre Driven, where are we finding you at, man? Well, DreDriv83, Instagram, Twitter, you know, find me on that. Um, this is all, and I just want to say, Dak Dak Prescott got his money. Thank goodness, Jerry yes, paid did. that man. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting on that. I was yes. waiting, Dre, because Tyler is a fellow Cowboy yes, fan. With you, I'm a big Cowboys fan, and when I saw the news, I was like, "Well, now we're going to the Super Bowl." <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. wow! No, 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 no! I was like, I'm gonna be realistic, so I'm not gonna go there. It's like that's all we needed. The entire time, that's all we needed was Dak to get paid. Now he's gonna be like, I'm going to a Super Bowl, guys. 
Oh man. As long as I'm paid. When 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 we get time? When we get in time, Tyler. When we get the time, that's all I gotta say about that. Yeah. <laughs> we've got plenty. I mean, we've got plenty of time now. Now that he's been paid, we've got tons of times to play with. Let's move on over. And last but certainly not least, he's gotten a lot of praise for getting us all to move to TikTok because he's killing it on TikTok. JT, where can we find the East Coast Avengers? Yeah, you can pretty much find us anywhere. Uh, we're on YouTube, East Coast Avengers. Uh, we are on um, Instagram, ECA underscore podcast. We are on Twitter at East Coast Avengers, and Avengers is actually spelled A-V-N-G-R-S. Uh, no E's, because Twitter doesn't like the E's in there. And um, yeah, TikTok, you can find us at ECA underscore podcast, I believe. Um and you know we're also on Twitch. Just got affiliated, so that was awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, we're if you if you don't know any of the links, just go to our Twitter, um, and you can mm-hmm. check out all all of our links on there as well. I have been so. enjoying the verses every day. Ah, yes, I'm they have been enjoying um, the verses. Some some have, of the winners have 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 shocked me. Well, um, you know, I, you know what I'll say. I'll say this: just wait till round two. Okay. If you think if you think they if you think those those matchups got uh were pretty easy, just wait until your two favorites have to go head to head. So okay. wow. it'll be it'll be it'll be quite interesting. Um I know I know a lot of people were saying, you know, these matchups are quite easy to pick the winner of. Um and I had I have to speculate and I have to not speculate, but I have to put over the fact that this is your favorite villain, not who would win in a fight because yeah. Because some of those characters would not have been, you know, yeah. not stand a chance. Yeah. Um, but it, it, you know, who is your favorite MCU villain? Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I believe it is Thanos and Korath. Um, mm. uh, <laughs> I mean, wow. I, I'll, I'll that's say like this. the one sixteen seed. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, yeah. See, how I did it was I got thirty two uh, MCU villains out of like the billion that there are. Yeah. Um, and, and when I mean billion, I mean like when I looked it up online to find out who these people were, it were like the two exploding, you know, people from Iron Man three. Like what? Like they, they don't. Hmm. I, I, so I'm not going to add those. So was the wrecking um, crew on this list? I, I don't even remember honestly. I gotcha. there, there were a lot that uh, that I just completely dismissed, and uh, so I picked 32 of them put them in a box and then randomly pick two out. There's a one matchup pick like two. It. There's the other matchup. So they'll, they'll get a lot better. I promise they'll get a lot better. Once uh, round two, round three, I did have four number one seeds and those would be Thanos, mm. Loki, mm. Ultron mm. and Baron Zemo. Mm. And all four are in each quadrant. So okay. that may be, and I did not do that. I, that was completely on accident did not mean to do that on purpose they just happened to be so that could be the final final four yeah that could be that could again it could so um but yeah that's going on right now it'll be going out uh every monday wednesday and friday so you'll get a full you'll get a full day to uh vote share it get everybody voting and stuff and then uh we we post those on our twitter instagram and on tiktok so Great. If if Zemo kills U.S. agent during Falcon and Winter Soldier, can he get an automatic uh, buy to the finals? Mm. Uh, 
Good question. Maybe. <laughs> okay. If, if 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 the matchup hasn't happened yet, so. Okay. All right, I will be spamming that box. I will be making <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Zemo all day. Mm-mm. You'd be hitting it harder than a kid hitting X on a on, the- on a, <laughs> trying to beat the boss easier because obviously video game logic, the harder yeah. you hit the button, the more damage you do. Oh, exactly. I'll, I'll go get some insurance for some iPhones. Like I'll just go into the stores and be like, "Yo, can I just test this out? I gotta see if this works." <laughs> just make multiple make multiple accounts. And then yes. there you just go. hit every single time. Um, <laughs> but no, I appreciate you guys, uh, you know, just chatting it up again. Um, it's been a lot of fun. We'll can't wait to do this next time, y'all. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and if you uh, I want to say, say before, um, as in the words of Pat, it was Agatha the whole time. It was. <laughs> well said. Well said, Dre. <laughs> Well said. If you'd like to reach out to us on social media for anything that we discussed, agreements, disagreements, thoughts, what have you, use the hashtag Council of Nerds. We're going to be on the lookout. We're constantly all on social media, and uh, we love interacting with our various listeners. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Until the next time, this is Tyler for the 30 Nerdy Podcast. This is the Council of Nerds. Peace out, nerds. All right. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Badcast Company Productions. Thirty and Nerdy Podcast is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and part of the Council of Nerds. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Join in on the conversation using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. You can find us and other amazing podcasts at podchaser.com by searching The Apocalypse and Pod Nation. Got something to say? Email us at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com or find us at 30andnerdypodcast.com. This has been the 30andnerdypodcast. Cheers to you, nerds. Nerds.